From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Just about six minutes past the hour, and we're going to have quite a morning together. Some stuff we want to share with you this hour, open forum for the first half of next hour. So get ready in that first half of the 7 o'clock hour because uh, it's going to get very, very busy thereafter. It's your shot to get in this morning. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet uh, in a story that we broke yesterday first uh, anywhere. Uh, George will be with us at 730. Dr. Newkirk's first visit in the new year and then we'll... Uh, let you know what's happening in the second half of the ten o'clock of the nine o'clock hour uh, a little bit later this morning. I have an idea, uh, but I have to bounce it off of uh, Tibbet when we see him at seven thirty. Well, I wrote a piece that you can read on our digital platform, and it's Congressman Van Drew's thoughts and my thoughts on what happened yesterday. And if you're an American, if you're a Republican, Democrats are just overjoyed because they're sick. Uh, But that was quite an embarrassment, and it will continue today at 12 noon. But keep in mind, I mean, it it, it is not unprecedented. It doesn't happen very often in 400 in uh, 200 and. 46 years, it, there has been a, at least a second ballot 14 times in history, not since 1923. And, of course, I told you how the media was going to go crazy. First time in 100 years. It's actually 99, but what's that matter? 100 sounds better. So let's see what happens. Uh, if you're Kevin McCarthy, something either has to turn around Or I don't know what to say, although in 1856, they held on for 133 rounds of voting. It took forever. I forget exactly how long, but weeks, six weeks, a very, very long time. This isn't going to be that. But it could go on for a while. I've talked to a few people. They don't want to say it on the record, but off the record, they say this this could go on all week into the weekend. Who knows? I do know Democrats have been openly celebrating the Republican dysfunctionality. The optics are bad for Republicans. It makes it look like they can't get their own house in order because they can't. 1923, it took nine ballots so far today at 12 noon we'll be on the fourth ballot what was interesting uh byron donald it was 19 people not voting for mcconnell uh not mcconnell mccarthy first ballot 19 not voting for him meaning republicans all 212 Democrats. 
voted each and every time for Hakeem Jeffries. So as usual, they're a monolith. They're lock, you know, just in lockstead. And Republicans, uh, as usual, are a mess. But in fairness, though, it is only a handful. There's over 200 that are united behind Kevin McCarthy. Let me give you how the ballots went, because I actually took the time and watched all of this. In the first round, Hakeem Jeffries got 212 votes, Kevin McCarthy 203, Andy Biggs of Arizona, who we've interviewed, uh, 10, Congressman Jim Jordan, who because of Congressman Jeff Andrew we have met and like a whole lot, he got six, Congressman Banks, one, Lee Zeldin, one, and Byron Donalds, the congressman from Florida, one. Second round, that's when you had Jim Jordan step up and nominate Kevin McCarthy, full-throated. And then you had Matt Gates step up and nominate Jim Jordan. In the second round, it was Jeffries with 212 votes. McCarthy held on to his 203, and Jim Jordan got 19. Round three, and the math is going to sound a little funny. Jeffries 212, McCarthy 200, Jordan 20. Let me tell you what that means. The Democrats all stayed and they voted for Jeffries. Two Republicans didn't vote. They didn't vote present. They're not listed. Two Republicans ditched in the third round. So let me tell you something. That actually took the vote total down to 216. Hakeem Jeffries was in. Nobody's reported this in the media. Except me now. Hakeem Jeffries was within four votes of becoming the speaker. Now, I don't suspect this is going to happen. And I keep being asked this even by my identical twin brother. Hey, do you, could 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 Jeffries be the speaker? That's not going to happen. But you can't rule out anything if all of a sudden, who knows, if five Republicans aren't in the room or something, who knows? Go back to their office. If they don't vote, anything can happen. Now, this seems to me that it's personal, it's not business, it's not professional. Because McCarthy did offer, these guys, they're, they're just, they're not playing fair. They want all kinds of things you can't even give them. They want guarantees of chairmanships, of committees and uh, subcommittees, and that they get to pick all the members. That, that's just not even House rules. They want things you can't even have. McCarthy has given them more than you know, and it's not moving any of them. So this could be, and I, I do believe I said this prior to the first vote even, I said, and I said this on Fox News nationally, I said this could turn out 
that just for whatever reason, it's not in the cards. Kevin McCarthy may just never become speaker because he was supposed to be speaker in 2015. And then something came up and he couldn't get the 218. And that's when they coalesced around reluctant Paul Ryan. And I'm not even sure how reluctant Paul Ryan was. I think he's he is a scumbag in my estimation. And he gets credit for being a reluctant warrior. I think he wanted it and just played it. And he played it smart. Like, guarantee me the votes. All right, and I'll take it. And they guaranteed him the votes, and he took it. So McCarthy was supposed to get it then, and he didn't. This guy, if he doesn't get it this time, I don't even know. This guy might... uh, jump off the political uh into the political abyss i mean he he wants this it almost seems like he wants it you know how it's not my expression but i do use it quite a bit i'm always mindful and watchful of people that want things in the worst way if you want something in the worst way i think it should be denied that's never a good thing If you want it in the best way, or maybe like a General Washington, truly reluctant, then you can you can usher in greatness with that type, I think, of mindset. But when someone like like Adam Schiff wants to be senator from California in the worst way, he's he is a terrible and he might just get it, but he is a terrible example of everything that's wrong in government today, electoral politics. A liar, bad guy, and and what happens, depending on your circumstances, these types do seem to get rewarded. It just happens. So 12 noon today, I'm going to watch. I'll probably be writing, but I'll watch... It's very boring, you know, alphabetically. They announce each person and they give their vote and some of them try to be comedians and they're not funny and it's uh, it's painful. But, I, you know, something like this, I hope you get a moment to read the article that I wrote. It's it's thoughtful. It's um, it's readable. There's a lot of good content from Van Drew. There's some stuff from me that I don't think is too bad either. And check it out. It's the lead article right now on the website or on the app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The app, when we come back, much more. I'll tell you what I've been doing uh, since yesterday. Because obviously it was the first day uh, that we could do it based on the timing of when DeMar Hamlin had his... Um, his injury, I have his picture and I wrote his name and circled it below. And I'm keeping it here on my console until he's off the ventilator and hopefully no brain damage, no neurological problems. Because the key is this, they never stopped working on him. So as long as they kept oxygen going to his brain, and to his vital organs, 
I think he should make a full recovery. Now, I will tell you that I learned overnight two other times while he was in the hospital, they had to start up his heart again. But evidently now it's he's good. They have the ventilator on just so that they believe they believe that he could breathe and do, you know, all of that on his own. Also, I forget the the name of the position, but prone, maybe they call it. They have him face down because there's always a concern that if there was a period in time where he wasn't getting proper blood to his brain and his vital organs, that fluid builds up on the lungs. And you certainly don't want to have him uh, develop a cavalcade of spiraling issues like pneumonia and other types of problems. So cautiously optimistic is what I heard Dr. Nicole Sapphire say in the four o'clock hour. And oh, by the way, your congressman, I've already talked to him in the early four o'clock hour. Your congressman, Jeff Andrew, was on the job very, very early in the morning this morning, appearing on Fox and Friends first early in the four o'clock hour. All right, let's get this break in. We'll be back. Don't go away. It's early in the morning. Fox News commentary. Guess how many days President Joe spent on vacation in 2022? I'm Tommy Lahren, and I'll tell you next. I know how many. It's Jesse Kelly. Why do you think so many countries have huge gold reserves? Gold lasts. The value of gold lasts. How many times have I told you, buy things you can touch and feel because you know the value lasts. There's nothing like precious metals, nothing out there like it. I buy all my gold from Oxford Gold Group. 833-974-1300. They'll deliver it to your front door. Oxford Gold Group. A good leader can do a lot of good in 146 days, but not only is President Joe not a good leader, he used 146 days of 2022 to go on vacation. That's right. According to the RNC, he spent roughly 40% of last year out of the office. Not only are we the taxpayers on the hook for that, we also paid to have the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill flown to him to sign whilst on his latest vacation in the Virgin Islands. And I thought the Democrats were all about emissions and saving Mother Earth. Weird. You think with all the problems and threats facing this nation, like inflation, gas prices, the border, invasion, China, Russia, Iran, and more, our president would put in extra work, but not Joe. Come to think of it, maybe his out-of-the-office johns aren't so bad, given all the horrible things he could do if he worked normal hours or normal work weeks. It's a double-edged sword, folks, and you're on the hook for it either way. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show Tommy Lahren is Fearless on Outkick.com. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Hey, thanks. Welcome back. 22 minutes past the hour. Another public service announcement. I mentioned this only one time yesterday, but it's so weird. I don't know if it happens to you, but every time Margie and I talk about something in the next minute, you have a email about it. It really does give you the the impression and some people believe this, that you're being monitored. I mean, like. The, the phone is a microphone or something. Uh, I will tell you the TVs are also monitoring people. So, I mean, it's not far-fetched. But anyhow, I got this thing, Equifax Alert. Now, I am an Equifax subscriber. I subscribe to all of the credit bureaus uh, since having my identity stolen about two years ago. I can't, it seems 
not that long ago. So I've been noticing this quite a bit. It says you did it. Your January, uh, your new January 2023 scores just arrived and they tempt you into it's your highest score ever. Don't click on it. They have fake scores. They mention the other credit bureaus and they want you to be a chump and open their link. Don't do it. Here's another little trick. And it's this you can do safely. If you ever doubt where an email is coming from, click on the email. Now, this thing that says Equifax alert and has the Equifax logo and all kinds of official stuff, the credit score and all of it. If you click on the actual screen name, not the one that displays But the actual screen name, and there's no risk there. You're not opening up the email when you do that. You can do this safely, and I do it all the time. Guess what the email address is of this bogus one? Lennon, just like John Lennon, Lennon at DreamyShine.com. Okay? It's It's not Equifax at all. I get the same thing saying it's a TransUnion alert. And you don't want to click on any of this stuff. Any number of things can happen. They can drop uh, spyware on you, take over your, your digital devices, which can be a nightmare. Just be very, very careful because this is beautiful. This is telling me my credit score is 814 and everything's great and click here. You did it. You know, when have you last checked your scores to see your complete January 2023 from Experian, TransUnion and Equifax reports in one easy to read report? Just click right here, you jackass. And that's what they want you to do. Don't do it. And here's another thing I'm imploring you not to do. Do not click on the unsubscribe me. This is another cruel hoax. In the old days, it used to be fax machines that you would get suckered into this. Now it's digitally. If you click unsubscribe, not only do you not unsubscribe, they pound you even further. Because they're getting paid by emails that they send and and all of this and lists that they put together and so on. So now they know they have a working email address. It's the worst thing you can do. On these kinds of things, just delete them. Don't leave them. Delete them. Swipe and burn them. Nothing but bad news. So this Equifax came in at 1.39 a.m. this morning. I got Equifax yesterday just like this. Slight different nuance. I got TransUnion. Who am I leaving out? Uh, Experian. They're all they all get used like this. So you you can defeat this. Just avoid it and don't click on it. And and they're smart. I mean, it's it's kind of tempting if they say, oh, it's your all time high. You want to see. Oh, it's my all time high. I've got to see what this is. When we come back, I'm going to give you an update 
on Jeremy Renner. I, I have been very closely, and I have to say, Jeremy Renner is not one of my favorite actors, but I like him. I mean, he's he's an actor that I do like. And he's done everything from Born Identity to all, obviously the um, now the Marvel uh, character that he plays, Hawkeye, I think. And again, I'm not a big Marvel fan either, but uh, I have been so curious as to how did this happen? Because at first I thought it was like a snowmobile. Uh-uh. Then you hear snowplow and you're thinking, all right, well, what's that? Like a riding, like backhoe, like a riding lawnmower size thing? Uh-uh. No. This thing is huge. Like what you would see in a movie. Big, and then way up high, the cage where the driver is. Uh, I now know exactly what happened. And I'm going to fill you in in just a little bit. We're also going to give you the news of a Gallup poll, which is predicting, unfortunately, economic instability for this year. I was going to say for 2023. Why not just say this year? And also, uh, I'm going to share with you a Rasmussen Reports poll about who voters don't want in 2024. Probably if we get it in, an update on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's going to declare his candidacy for president this spring. It's going to be a busy year. It's going to be a very busy year. And keep in mind, the entire New Jersey legislature, already Chris Connors has announced He's not running. I mean, you're going to hear announcements. People that are running, for example, Steve Sweeney has over a million dollars on hand. He's going to try to get back uh, his third district seat, Senate seat. Uh, It's going to be tough, though, because the redistricting that took place and that holds for the next 10 years, uh, it, it is even more Republican than when Senator Sweeney lost to Ed Durr. So Sweeney's going to go for a rematch. And we told you that a long time ago. He also wants to run for governor in 2024. I think the challenge is going to be if you lose in 2021 your seat and you lose it again in 2023 trying to get it back. I don't know how you're viable to then say, and I can't win my own district, but I'm going to run in all districts. It's a little far-fetched. So if he runs, and it seems like he is, if he runs for a Senate seat, I think it's pretty much do or die. 30 minutes past the hour. We'll be back in just a little bit. It's early in the morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Congressman Van Drew says it's time to choose, meaning a House speaker. We've got the story. The Mays Landing murder victim, uh, the assistant prosecutor, said in court that the murder victim was naked, in bed, and watching TV. We have that story. And Councilman Tibbet is making news He'll be in our studio this morning in one hour. 
From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Today's weather feeling positively like spring. Temperatures in the 60s, moderate humidity levels, and some April showers and thunderstorms in January. Today's high 65. Light fog and clouds this morning. Best chance of rain will be this afternoon through early evening. Could be some embedded thunderstorms. Showers wrap up this evening, low 51, and the cool down kicks in tomorrow. Some late day clearing, high of 58. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hi, it's Chris Coleman from WPG. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I thank you. 36 minutes past the hour. Very dear friend, like a brother to me. uh, A great conservative. I'll protect his identity, wrote me, Mayor, is Matt Gates out of his mind, question mark? I used to think he was stable. I'll tell you what I wrote. I wrote, he's pretty crazy now. Liberal media attacked him so viciously, he went bat, beep, crazy. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I believe, because I was a big Matt Gates fan, but they, they did a number on him. I mean, he he was enduring that he was going to get charged with uh, uh, having a minor cross state lines and all kinds of allegations. And they came at him really hard. And by the way, you know that they had nothing because this is the most weaponized Justice Department in American history. And they, they couldn't charge him. So... You know, if they could have, they would have. So I think they actually made him. uh, I don't think he's clinically insane, but they made him politically nuts. And I'll I'll stand by that statement. He looks nutty when you see him. Look today. You're going to see him when he's maneuvering for this speaker stuff. Uh, He's just not the same. All right. So I said I would update you on Jeremy Renner. Uh, the famed Marvel actor. So I was very curious about, you know, what happened here? Heard about the extremity getting run over, meaning the leg. Heard about, fortunately, a doctor next door that put a tourniquet on it, or he would have bled out, he'd be gone. Then you heard about blunt trauma to his chest and, quote, other orthopedic injuries. So here's the story. According to Sheriff Darren Balam, B-A-L-A-A-M, Balam or Balam, Renner had been removing snow from a private road near his Mount Rose ski home in Nevada on New Year's Day before being crushed underneath the 14,330-pound piston bully snowplow. It has some kind of almost, um, I want to say, Norwegian name or something. Kospauer. The area had been hit by three feet of snow. And here's the story. A family member got stuck. So Renner went to retrieve the snowplow. He got the car unstuck. And then Renner began to notice that the behemoth snowplow 
was rolling on its own. At that point, the action star tried to jump back in the plow's driver's seat, but instead was run over in a freak accident. Quote, at this point in the investigation, we do not believe Mr. Renner was impaired at all, and we believe this is a tragic accident. Shame to have to say that. I don't think there was any suspicion that that there was any any uh, intoxication. Due to the deep snow, Renner was airlifted to a Reno hospital about an hour after a 911 call was made. And I remind you that a doctor, you, you know, you think about how lucky everything happens for a reason. If he was to be taken, uh, then that doctor either wouldn't have been there or no doctor would have been there. If your neighbor was a baseball player or something, maybe they might know to get, you know, tear something and, and put a stick in it and twist it and make a tourniquet or something. But having an actual doctor, because he had lost a lot of blood, but having a doctor right there, this, uh, I'm not going to go through it again, but we opened yesterday's program with how many terrible things happened this past weekend. Pope Benedict XVI, Martina Navratilova, double cancer with her, if you haven't heard that. Uh, Jeremy Renner, obviously, DeMar Hamlin. It was just a really bad holiday weekend. What a start to the new year. And now you have this nightmare playing out uh, with choosing the speaker. It's, it's a mess. It's terrible. I really think short of, um, I'll use the word absent, absent McCarthy backing out and just saying, I have to accept I don't have the votes. And I don't think he's going to do that anytime soon. Never base it on the last thing someone says. Because when you're still in the game and you think you can turn it around, you're going to say something that sounds like you're going to stay in it forever. But he did say, and we do write about it in the article that I'm referring to you on our website and on the app. He does say, I have the record for the delivering the longest speech on the House floor in American history. And he said, and I don't mind having the longest election for speaker. I mean, he's... He's dug in. He wants it. There's Make no mistake about it. He wants to be the speaker. Can't blame him. I mean, if you're not going to be president or vice president, uh, it's the best job in American government. Much better than majority leader. See, because the vice president is president of the Senate, the majority leader of the Senate is... I wouldn't want that job. I would take president, I would take vice president, and I would take speaker if you offered it to me. I would not take majority leader. I wouldn't want it. It's like, it's, I can't explain it. It's like JV. I, I just don't like it. It's not nothing to do with Schumer being the majority leader because he's just a, I look at him like a pass-through. He's a joke. Another bad guy. After the break, 
I will give you some pretty sobering numbers that I believe every one of them. Not good news coming up. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. See what I mean? It is 46 minutes past the hour. We have open forum coming up for the first half of the next hour. So jump in very quickly. At 7.30, we will be joined from 7.30 to 9 by Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet. This will be his last day as council president. We'll talk about that and more. Uh, If you didn't read our breaking news yesterday and my usual stalkers and cheaters and copycats, uh, followed up on our work. And of course, no, no credit, no, no, no professional attribution. They simply take our work and they copy it. It's amazing. It's, it's, uh, very unprofessional, but we're used to it. It's been going on for over 30 years. Amazing. Uh, I, I mean, I'm waiting for the royalties that should be sent to me monthly, but they don't they don't seem to come. I I think they're sending them. I just think they they get lost in the mail. That's got to be it. A new Gallup poll reveals that not just a majority, but a vast majority of the American people are anticipating a very bad economic 2023 under the leadership of Joe Biden. See, when you can get away from the Democrat media that wants to tell you what a great president he is, what a great year Joe Biden had. 1,803 respondents between December 5th through December 19th, 80% of the respondents said that it will be a very difficult economic time this year. Only 20% say that they are optimistic about the United States economy. And you know who they are. They're the lying Democrats. That you always know there's 20% slime balls because it's always, even in the biggest agreement that the American people can have, there's always 20% that will tell you it is just fantastic. I mean, there the, some of these Democrats actually... Uh, are saying that the economy is good and that they expect a really good economy in 2023. Just so, so bad. You're an embarrassment. And you know who you are. Some of you are listening. And you're seething because you know. You know your bad news. Here's another poll. That last poll was Gallup. This is Rasmussen Reports. A majority of likely voters say that Joe Biden and Donald Trump should not run for president again. See, they want to lock Trump in to Biden. You get rid of them both. But they don't want DeSantis either. 55% say Biden should not seek another term. 33% say he should. 11% undecided. 78% of Republicans, and this is is why it's tough to get a majority of anything, 27% of Democrats and 62% of independents say that Biden should not run again. 
53%. These are likely voters, by the way. I'll give you the tabulars at the end. 53% say that Trump should not run again in 2024, while 35% say he should. 11% are undecided. So Trump does a little bit better than Biden. 37% of Republicans say he should not run again. 69% of Democrats say that he should not run again. And this is a problem number. 53% of independents say that Trump should not run again. Here's another one for you. 58% say they believe Vice President Kamala Harris should not run. How about that? And that's if Biden isn't running, 58% say that Harris shouldn't run. Only 32% say that she should. 10% were uncertain. The poll was conducted December 28th through December 30, and they surveyed 900 likely voters. If you want to know what a likely voter is, they don't say it here, but a likely voter is someone who's voted in three consecutive presidential elections. Let's see. What else do we have? We got a lot. We got a lot of stuff. Ron DeSantis, um, you can tell his acceptance speech when he won was more of a presidential speech. His speech uh, for his inaugural address yesterday was a presidential speech. And you're going to see Florida will be taking action probably in the not too distant future. Because right now, the law in Florida is if DeSantis declares a candidacy for the presidency, he has to immediately resign. You cannot be a candidate for I kind of like. Uh, the rule, actually, because this keep like Lloyd Benson, senator, he ran for senator and vice president in the same election. I remember saying, oh, he must not be too confident he's going to win. What are you running for both for? I, I have respect for Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin gave up his seat that he would have surely won and ran a great campaign for governor, came up short. But it's New York State, after all. This abysmal Kathy Hochul. I mean, do I have to say more? She's terrible. I think only Katie Hobbs is a worse governor than Hochul. So DeSantis is running. They're going to change the law. That hasn't happened yet. Nobody's really talking about it, but I'm telling you it's going to happen. We always seem to be able to tell you what's going to happen before it happens. And that'll pass. And he'll be able to run for president and stay as governor. Here's something I want to share with you. It is a pocket Kreskin moment uh, that we assured you would be the case. And I even said it would happen on day one. And it did. It did. Katie Hobbs, who is, I promise you, going to be perhaps the worst governor in American history. She is a clown. She was all giggles and goofy during taking the oath of office. How can that not be a stoic, serious moment? She is a clown. But do you know that on day one, 
I've seen the video footage. It was captured showing the destruction of the container wall at the southern border in Arizona has already begun. How stupid is that? And we have Fox News to thank for it because they're flying the drones and they're the only ones reporting on what's happening at the border. Bill Malusian, Griff Jenkins, people like that. So go figure, right? They're opening up the border. But then they say it's not an open border because they're so incredibly dishonest. Quote, removing those containers allows people to walk straight across. Yuma County Supervisor Jonathan Lines told Fox News before the removal began, quote, this adds to our already full plate. This is not incredible. Quote, my biggest fear is that the cartels and individuals from around the world see it as an invitation to crash our border. That the human smuggling and the narcotic smuggling would escalate and destabilize this area to a point where it is dangerous for the citizens of Yuma. That's Yuma County Supervisor Jonathan Lines. I mean, this is how bad. This is how easy it was to, to I, I, I mean, I predicted that effortlessly. There was no, I didn't have to give it any thought. I said, Katie Hobbs on day one, and I'm sure there's a, a regular listener that will back me up on this. And, and I want you to know something. This is very important to me. It should be able to go unsaid, but we live in very difficult times where it's hard to find truth anymore. I never, ever say the statement that I've said something previously if I didn't because there are people among us and it annoys me to no end people like this that lie I mean hey look once something happens it'd be easy for him to say Kevin McCarthy um, didn't get the votes Uh, I speculated in advance that I didn't think he had the votes Uh, but something like Saying on day one, Katie Hobbs is going to have those uh, shipping containers removed that were blocking the opening in the border that Biden is keeping open on purpose. And then his lying binder reading press secretary. Oh, she disgusts me. Don't even get me started on her. Bad reader. Everything is just flipping through the pages of that binder. Oh, what did you just ask me? Hold on. I got a tab for that. It's disgusting. Any one of you listening right now, you would be infinitely better as our press secretary than what we've got for a White House press secretary. An absolute joke. She's terrible. But don't worry. When it's all over, she'll be a multimillionaire. She'll be on one of the Democrat channels. She'll get a big advance for a book. I mean, they they got the game. They've got the game rigged. And all the Democrats... In business and industry, they're all part of this. It's a revolving door, a cesspool. As President Trump would say, swamp. So when I say I said 
that Katie Hobbs was going to do it. And not only is she going to do it, she's going to do it on day one. I said that. And it happened. But I usually tell you, don't send candy. Don't send flowers. Don't send cards. This is not, this is not hard. This is what I do. This is easy. All you have to do to be able to say something that you know is going to happen before it happens is know the person that you're talking about. She's going to be terrible with education. I know it in advance. She will be terrible in terms of protecting the border. She's already demonstrated that. She's incompetent. And also past his prologue, if you really suck at your previous job, you're going to suck at the promotion too. You're going to be really, just trust me on this. You're going to be really bad. And there's a, there's a thing going on right now that Democrats seem to be cornering the market on. And it, I, I call it losing your way to the top. Biden has done it. Obama did it. They These cats, they... They lose their way to the top. It's really, I mean, I, I think at a macabre level, you have to respect it. it. It's, there's something to this. How is this Katie Hobbs, this absolute unserious, goofy person, bad glasses too. How is this person the governor of Arizona? In what, in what world does that happen other than bizarro world? All right, let's make it count. Open forum for the next 30 minutes at 609-407-1450. Call me now. It's early in the morning. Councilman Tibbet in 30 minutes. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. It's five minutes past the hour. Let's do this wide open forum until the bottom of the hour, 609. 407-1450. 407-1450. We have an open phone line. You're on deck. Don't you go away. You are on the air. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Harry. Good morning to you. Always good to hear, always good to hear your voice. I'm going to try to be like Flash a little bit. Oh, good. Go, go real quick. When I worked in Atlantic City, I worked at the Plaza for 31 years, and I got a chance to meet uh, John Beninoff, uh, Mark Edis, and John Beninoff. And you know I worked with all these guys, right? I, I know, I know yeah. you did. Yeah. But the thing I want to—the day that I met them, I met them on the uh, fifth floor at the ticket ticket booth, and they were all together. And I was like, "Wow!" I, they were just—they were there, yeah. all three of them. And I now you actually said Beninoff twice. You said John Beninoff, Mark Edison, and John Beninoff. Who's the third that you mean? Uh, Stephen Hyde, Mark Edison. And- okay, you didn't say now. Steve Hyde was also my boss at one time. Uh, Mark, I worked with very closely, and John, I I knew very well uh, because you know he was a Trump executive as well. Uh, three really good guys, and so you saw them in one in one stop, and then you'd never know what life is going to bring. All three passed away together. That day, I I realized that, and that day, 
I was just that that happened. I was I was blown away because I could. My first thought was when I met them, wow, these guys got it made, man. Look at this. I'd love to be in their shoes. But my that and the day that they did a helicopter went down, I was just like, I was blown away. I just couldn't believe it because my thought was when I met them and I said this girl a few years, a couple seconds ago, and I, they, they, they're on top of the world. I don't mean that in a bad way, but but back to my next point. Do you remember when Kennedy got shot? Yeah. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday, right? I don't remember that it was a Sunday, uh, although I'll take your word for that. I know it was November 22nd, 1963. That I know. Exactly. We go back and check it. And one of the things was they said, I remember this, I was five years old, and they had said that, by the way, it was a Friday. I just checked. It was a Friday. Okay. But one of the things was they weren't going to play any sports that weekend. One of the things they did say, well, John Kennedy would have wanted it, wanted them to play sports because he's a big athlete, big uh, prominent. But the, my point being is it was devastating what happened. It, it, and he would go back to those three executives. Harry, the world does not stop. The mm-hmm. world keeps going on. It's we true. pray and we pray for these folks. And it's, you know, it, it's a, it's sad. And you think, think about that. I remember at the time because I was hired by President Trump before the helicopter crash, but I didn't start until after. So this is very personal, very vivid in my mind. Steve Hyde was my boss at the Golden Nugget after Chuck Malamut left. And Mark Edis was somebody that I worked very, very close with. John Beninoff used to be at the Sands, and then he came over uh, to Trump as well. Uh, I didn't – I knew him the least, but I did know him, and he knew me. Uh, and by the time I started, they were gone. You you never know what this life is going to bring. Life is short, man. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. I'm not telling you nothing. You don't, you don't yeah. know. But uh, my point being is we have to move on, and it's a it's – a, it's a, it's, just the way it is, and I feel for this fella. You know, he's got he's going to recover because of the prayers that went out. That's that's my thought. There's no doubt about it. He's going to recover. Not maybe not 100, percent but we we have to move on. I mean, it, it's it's not about it's never about one player. I mean, as much as we we ridicule quarterbacks and running backs, and it, it just life goes on. But when that Kennedy, when I remember that with Kennedy, he showed that, and, and I have been John Facenda because he was the guy that, that uh, maybe not John Facenda. Who was the other fellow that was big back then? He was the only guy on CBS. Oh, God, Pat, I can't think Pat, of his name. Pat Summerall? No. Uh, oh, God, he's, I think he's a liberal. Oh, come on, Harry. I know you know this. Well, I'm thinking of big NFL voices. For example, Facenda was the voice of the NFL for NFL films, uh, Saban family. And then uh, after that, Harry Callis, I believe, became the voice of the NFL. Uh, yes, he did. But I'm not sure in terms of if you're talking about a announcer at the time, uh, I don't recall. If, if it was Hank Stram or any of those guys, I'm not sure exactly. No, it wasn't an, F, it wasn't an F, NFL guy. It was a CBS guy at the time. I did it reported that he just passed away. 
Oh, oh, a CBS News guy, Walter Cronkite. Yes. Okay, I'm Walter sorry. Walter Cronkite. Now I got it. He said that. If you could go back and check the archives, I'm going to Google it, but I, I remember somebody saying that, and I think it was him, Walter Con- Cronkite. But to, 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 to go back to my point being when those three fellows plaza when i saw them there i just thought wow the man this guy's got it made and the next you know they were gone yeah that 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 day i was i was a zombie i literally was i couldn't believe i met them i walked up i shook their hand blah 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 you know and they they were there were nuts that's trump was too we did his 50th birthday there he walked up to yours truly with ivana and everybody was like how was he you know everybody was like intimidated so he shook my hand no, it wasn't no big deal. I mean, it was a big deal, but all the other uh, chefs came up to me. Did he say? What did he say? I, he said, "I said he said you're fired." No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but uh, they, as anyhow. you know, as you know, and you could testify to under oath, they were all the senior most officials from Trump on down were all very approachable and they were very nice. Oh, they were st- and they were smart. They were just genuine people, Harry. It didn't matter who you were. You could have walked right up to them and they, and they would talk to you like you were, you knew them for years. A memory. I'll never forget because I, I, I just can't believe that they've, those fellas died all at one time. And I'm like, what, what, what are we going to stop? We're going to close. Cause that was the thing. Are we going to continue? But we continued, we continued on. And that day I, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. And, and you I, think about it from a business standpoint, president Trump lost in one swoop the president of all three properties, and then there was a fourth Trump uh, World's Fair at Trump Plaza, four properties, the CEO of all four, the president and CEO of Trump, Taj Mahal, Mark Edis, and John Beninoff, all in one moment. Very, very tough. Beninoff was, visi- was visible at the plaza a lot because his uh, girlfriend or his fiance was a cocktail waitress, and he was there... Of course, you know, not checking up on her, but just to see her. And she was, by the way, gorgeous. I can't imagine how she must have felt. But anyhow, that's my story. And life goes on, Harry. We got to be strong and we just got to pray for this fellow. And we have to move on. I I just wanted to run that by you. I enjoyed your call. Keep listening, Harry. Thank you. Thanks, Harry. Yep, enjoyed it. Thanks. Sobering. But I enjoyed it. 609-407-1450. You'll be on when we come back. Don't go away. It is the Hurley in the Morning program here. Sean Hannity. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You will succeed together or you will fail together. There's not going to be any middle ground here. Either you're going to go forward with the promises you made to your voters, your constituents, and serve them, or you're not going to be able to do it. McCarthy, he's going forward with the investigations into whether the FBI is politicized, the DOJ is weaponized. He's investigating Joe Biden and his relationship with Hunter and his foreign business partners. He's investigating the origins of COVID-19. He's investigating the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. And you have the motion to vacate, which means if he doesn't keep his promises, you can throw him out at any time. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show.
All right, repeat after me. I am not stuck with these old blinds. New year, new home, and with Blinds.com, you can save up to 40% off site-wide on premium custom window treatments right now. They have free professional design consultants available when you need them to help you pick out the best blinds and so much more. And if you need help with measuring and installation, they will help you there as well. Now, shop at Blinds.com right now. Save up to 40% off site-wide, including 40% off all sheer shades. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, tragically, last year had a record number of school shooting victims. Now, in active shooter incidents, schools go on lockdown and locked doors impede law enforcement's access. Now, with Knox, both school officials and law enforcement have access to key cards, keys, floor plans, and getting them into those locked doors. Get Knox. Just go to schoolentry.com. That's their website, schoolentry, one word, dot com. Schoolentry. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. 17 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, well this is not a good start. I heard, what? With regrets, you cannot be heard at the present time. Harry? Ah, I waited. Harry? I hear you now. Harry, you okay now? Can you hear me? I do hear you now, but we could not hear you a moment ago. Okay, and there was a double beat. Maybe that that helped you out with that. But whatever, I said Happy New Year, first of all. Okay, Happy New Year to you. <laughs> okay, I have a question and then a, a statement if I'm right. Uh, Jordan is a member of the Freedom Caucus, correct? He's the founder of the Freedom Caucus. There you go. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Of course, politics is really one of the roughest in many ways. Uh, the way that they are, they they've stuck together. Now, I'm not making a judgment one way or the other how this thing should go because I'm just an observer. What am I going to do? You know what I'm saying, Harry? Mm-hmm. But the way that I see it, the 19 or 20 that are sticking together, okay. And they've nominated Jordan. Now, I think the whole thing is ploy to really as a setup to t- to take McCarthy down. No, they don't have to do. They don't have to do a setup. So here's what I know. I don't blame you for thinking that. And the real okie doke, as Nick Ribbis would say, is Jordan nominating McCarthy and then becoming the speaker himself. I know for a fact from multiple well placed members of Congress not just Jeff Andrew, multiple members that I have spoken with. Jordan does not want to be the speaker. He wouldn't even be like want to be the reluctant warrior speaker. He wants to be chairman of judiciary. His full-throated endorsement of uh, McCarthy on the second ballot yesterday was genuine. It was completely real. He didn't then expect he was going to get 19 votes and then on the third ballot get 20 when Byron Donalds of Florida also voted for him. There is no okie doke going on here. If McCarthy can't get there, and I've said this now for weeks, I think that Steve Scalise is going to be the one. Notice he's not getting any he's not getting any votes right now. All of a sudden, if it's either McCarthy says, look, I can't get there, so I take my name out, you're going to see Steve Scalise 
become the Speaker of the House. That's what I think. I, I can tell you with absolute certainty. I'm not going to say there's no circumstance where Jordan wouldn't take it. If for some reason uh, McCarthy just is it's self-evident that he's out uh, and, the, and 218 or more vote for Jordan, I'm not saying there's no chance he could get it, but he, he is not looking for it. And this is not a scam that's going on right now. I, and I know it's easy for it to appear that way. Well, I mean, I, you know, hey, like I said, I'm just an observer. You're you're more into it, far more in depth than I. So, hey, look, if I didn't know what I knew, I would be I would believe you because that, that's more believable than what I'm saying at the moment. Oh, yeah, right. He had 19. Now he's got 20. And, you know, what's going to happen on the fourth vote? So I get it. It looks you're more believable on this right now than I am. And we'll just have to wait to see how it plays out. Anyway, by the way, the 20th one, the gentleman from Florida. Yeah. Okay. I, I like him a lot. He, he, he's, I think, an up-and-coming star. Yeah, I think, though, he bothered me with that thing he did yesterday, though. He's with McCarthy for the first two. Then all of a sudden, he's not. It looked very um, self-indulgent to me. He went down some notches with me. If you're with someone, you're with them. You don't have to, you don't have to go down in flames, but what happened between the second and the third ballot and the first and the second or the second and the third? Uh, I like him, too, but he went a little bit down in my and, and I saw him interviewed and he really didn't handle very well. Well, you know, it just looks like he can't get the votes. So I voted for Jordan. It just looked it, it that now looked very opportunistic and political to me. What's the statement you want to make? Uh, no, not really. I, I oh, okay. You said you had a question and then a statement. Okay, I got you. We covered it. Oh no, 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 right. no. I mean, that's oh, well, maybe, maybe for others they'd like this thing to end quickly. For me, as far as I'm concerned, as horrible as things have been in this country for the past several years, I think back to what Ben Franklin said something about you know you have a republic or whatever for as long as you can keep it. Yeah, if you, it's we what we have is a republic if you can keep it. But here's the problem. The Democrats are celebrating this. You've got them tweeting and posting bowls of popcorn and how much they're enjoying it. If they're enjoying it this much, George, we need to make it stop. That, that's my um, closing comment to you, and I thank you for the call. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's a great day in Brigantine. Yes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really torn with this uh, – Kevin McCarthy thing, because I really think that he is smarmy. I think he's sleazy and slimy. There's just something. It's a je ne sais quoi. There's something about him that I just it, it, he just doesn't seem like a good guy to me. But do you, do you, if you have the option of getting rid of this guy, if he doesn't do his job, even if it's like a month out or whatever, you know, we got to pick our battles here, I think. Right? But here's here's why they're not taking the deal. If you say one member or five members could bring it up for a vote, if 203 are solidly with McCarthy, then that really is a new opening that is in name only. It would never it would never succeed because you would never. Now, of course, the Democrats would vote to take him out. So I guess you could with the 212 Democrats 
and you would only need uh, six Republicans. So you could do it. Uh, but, boy, that would be um, – I think they look at it as though once he gets it, he's got it. And they don't want him to have it, you can see, because he offered things. And evidently he offered in closed session in the morning before even the first vote everything they wanted basically, and then they still voted against him. So it seems to me they don't want well, you, him. Well, you know, so you got to look at a guy. Would you want to go to a party – where were a lot of people there who just didn't want you there. <laughs> I mean, why, why go where you're not wanted? I think well, keep in mind, though, it's 203 want them and 19 or 20 don't want him. So he has the vast majority of Republicans coalesced around him. Here's the other challenge. These um, blowhards, because they're starting to annoy me, uh, they don't have an alternative. You know, they kept saying, oh, yeah, well, you'll you'll learn on the first vote, uh, the second vote, rather. Uh, we have we have our person. They didn't have anything. They pulled that Jim Jordan stuff out of their hiney. So they don't want McCarthy, but they don't have a viable alternative either. OK, well, look at McCarthy in his position. If let's play devil's advocate, if he really cared about the country about the Republican Party, about where we're going, our future, do you think maybe he would just take one for the team and step aside, say, look, not the, not Andy, not this early. At some point, maybe you have to do that. But how do you let the five never, never Kevins and these other 14, how do you let them, how do you let the tail wag the dog? You, you, how, how do you then function as a majority after this process is over because this handful, they can keep you hostage for the entire two-year term. Well, it's what they always say about as the rest from the country. On if you have time, yeah, we got a moment. Did you hear about the? Yeah, did you hear about these uh, statistics? There was a doctor on last night talking about this, and maybe you did it in your monologue. I was working; I couldn't, I couldn't listen. But um, about the about the uh, numbers of uh, uh, sudden death or collapses on the field uh, with with athletes. Uh, I mean, it's like from a handful to like fifteen hundred in a certain time period. It's just some unheard of. Did you hear about this? I have. I have heard all about it. And and let's just we'll put the cards face up. In a gaming town, there are a lot of people suggesting that the COVID nineteen vaccine is at the cause of it. Well, I mean, uh, we don't know, but isn't it certainly worth looking into? Yes, um, um, it I, is. This this young this young man and I I uh, I watched. Uh, a short interview with him last night, and boy, he is the he is the poster child for what uh, young men should be in this country. Um, and and you, you know, I, I I think they need. They were talking about releasing his medical records, like because we do need to know did this did this young man get the shot? Did he get multiple shots? We I think we need to know this because uh, even if you even if you were uh, uh, you know, a thousand percent pro-vax, and you're all in with the COVID stuff, all that. You've got to look at this. I mean, anybody who follows the news lately to see that there's there's been an awful lot of people lately 
uh, since since this vaccine. I mean, Rod Stewart's 11-year-old son had a heart attack. I mean, like, you know, who does that? Well, the kids actually are more susceptible to the heart arrhythmias than the adults. Andy, I'm going to run to the break, but I, I will concede the following. Anything that's experimental, there will absolutely be a certain number of people that it will do everything from wreck, wreck them, kill them, uh, cause long-term issues. I know some people with long-term COVID, uh, and we have to study the blood clots that, that clearly were part of it, and in particular, some of the vaccines versus others. We have to learn all about this because we can't just say, hey, this was an emergency. We all took millions of us, hundreds of millions of us took these vaccines because the alternative seemed far worse dying than taking the shot. Uh, and I mean it literally and figuratively taking the shot at it and taking the shot literally. Uh, and then you want to know they need to do the due diligence anytime somebody is hospitalized or dies we should get at the root cause. Uh, did the vaccine have anything to do with it? We have to learn that. And I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, if we just keep taking these, which I, I've, I've stopped, uh, but if, if they just keep offering this and they don't study uh, any of the um, side effects or uh, the bad results, we've got to learn. And, and as I said from the very beginning, even before I took the first jab, I said, wouldn't it be something in about five years if we see these commercials? Hey, if you took the uh, COVID-19 vaccine in 2019, you know, call 1-800-LUNDY-LAW. We may be seeing that. Uh, So I'm open to um, to what you're saying. Got to go to the break. Andy, good call. Uh, When we come back, Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet in the house. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at exactly 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Congressman Van Drew says it's time to choose the House Speaker. We've got the story. Check it out. The Mays Landing victim, Dave Wigglesworth from Mays Landing, Hamilton Township. The Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office confirmed for the first time was naked in bed and watching TV at the time of his murder. And we have a definitive article about Council President George Tibbet. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A few spots in New Jersey picked up a half inch of rain yesterday, and we could see about the same today, at the most, with one more batch of wet weather arriving this afternoon. Until then, pretty quiet this morning, clouds and light fog, temperatures close to 60. We'll see a high of 65 today, getting wet this afternoon through early evening. Showers wrap up tonight, low 51. The cool down starts tomorrow, 58 for a high. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Some people get COVID and thought early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. That is true, and it is all because of you. Thank you for making us number one. Can't do it without you. We never pretend that we can. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 at 34 minutes past the hour. It's my pleasure to welcome an honorable public servant 
uh, onto the Hurley in the Morning program. He is the president of Atlantic City Council, George Tibbet. Mr. President, welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you, sir? And hello to your listening audience. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Let me uh, pin, pin your ears up against the wall right out of the box. Uh, there was an insurance contract uh, that failed. I think it failed by one vote, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and people were wondering, did you jeopardize the city by not approving that? I know because I know Marty Small and I know Atlantic City. There's got to be a backstory to this. Well, Harry, I'm glad you started with that because that, that, that's, that's a good one because it's being put out there that myself and three others were reckless and not voting. Oh, that's right. It was a tie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Four yeah, to four. Because yeah, yeah, there was a conflict. Yeah, Sporty uh, abstained. Uh, he told Devlin he was going to abstain or something, then he, changed it halfway through. Sporty, throw. and you know I know Sporty yeah. for a long, 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 long time. So have you. He seems to have to abstain a lot. He tries to play well. Let's. All right. I'm saying. I mean, the MUA. I mean, Devlin can answer that question yeah, yeah. for you. He does, and he yeah, does. Right, so he does well on that one. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I, you know, I, I heard even, uh, you know, very ex- excellent sources. Uh, Chris Brown was a little concerned and um, not real happy that we would put the city in danger by not voting. For property insurance. Well, why didn't we vote for the property insurance? And I ask the city, the administration, state of New Jersey, Chris Brown, and West Lane, why didn't you do your homework? Swain. Swain, Swain. Yeah. Be- Only because I know If, in fact, that's true, I ask those two, why didn't you do your homework? Did you know it was an 86% price increase in one year? One year. Did they know that when you increase somebody's property insurance or insurance, you have to give them more notice? I was told it was 60 days uh, when you're going to have a major price increase like that. You're supposed to know. City Council got that policy and uh, request to vote on the property insurance less than two days before the vote. And again, it was, you got to vote for it or the city's going to be without property insurance. How about this? So they create the emergency, and then you're a bad guy if you don't give them what they want. Exactly, Harry. And Now, either one or two things happen here. The broker of record, which is Fairview Insurance, and I'm holding some flyers in my hand. You see these flyers? I see them. They're all about twenty to $25,000 a piece that a super PAC paid for in the last set of elections and has been paying for, which if you look up the super PAC, and who their main contributor was, you're going to be shocked. At, and you're going to definitely scratch your head and say, how come somebody out of Washington, D.C. Super PAC paid for all these flyers the last few elections at twenty to $25,000 a piece? And then I get a price increase of 86% a month and a half later? Stockton College, this is open public records, Harry. Stockton College went up 10%. Where in the county, name me another municipality, where your property insurance went up 86%. And maybe it's 1,000% legit, but you didn't show us why. We're not talking 10 15% increase because we live on a barrier island. There was just a hurricane yeah. out in Florida. You know how insurance companies sometimes raise your rate to cover their losses. We're talking 86%. With a day and a half's notice. The other council didn't get this information till about a day before. 
because I made sure I want it back up. I want to know why, you, you, you know, and um, so you got to say to yourself, either the broker of record failed us and didn't get this information to us until less than 48 hours before it had to be canceled. So I, I ask anybody that has a problem with us voting no on an 86 percent price increase with very little backup and with two days notice max when you're supposed to get a lot more notice than that. I ask the question, did Fairview actually give them the price increase and the proposals in a timely manner? And was it held back from council, from the administration? Someone on that side of the table needs to answer those questions. Chris Brown, don't have to ask me a question why I voted no. I voted no because it was an 86% price increase, and you gave it to me in less than 48 hours. Chris should have wanted you to vote no on something like that. Everybody should. Everybody should want us to vote no. Why was that that okay with – I know I'm asking the wrong person, but you're here. Why was that okay with Marty Small to – because for those who don't know, the city government in Atlantic City – I wrote about it yesterday – is a weak mayor, strong city council form of government. The mayor only proposes, council disposes. The reason you should be happy that you had the checks and balances working, and let's pray that it continues after 5 p.m. tonight, I have my doubts. Uh, but this is all wrong. Late and, and, and wrong notice and it's and and if it was apples and apples, same coverage and about the same price, that's one thing. It could be just created like we just want to change the broker of record, but it's still you know same coverage and it's still around the same price. It would have gone up a little bit, perhaps the other way, and it's going up just a little bit this way. But eighty six percent, that should be unacceptable to any of the decision makers. That that that's that's what I would think, Harry. And now let me ask you this. Because this all and, – and George and I, I didn't know he was bringing up Fairview Insurance, did I? I had no. no idea. But that name sounds familiar to me because I've both written countless articles and I've had on-air interviews with John Devlin, the immediate past chairman of the Atlantic City Municipal Utilities Authority. This is the same name that I heard about over there, isn't it? Yes. So there's something political going on here, right? Well, when I hold up all these flyers at $25,000 a piece from someone from outside the area, you at least scratch your head and you say, well, maybe I need to look at this a little better, an 86% price increase. Now, Harry, maybe this is an 86% price increase. Maybe it is. I doubt it. But you didn't give it to us in less than two days. I've known him forever. Uh, did anybody ask Gene Syracuse if he was going to be dis- submitting an 86% increase? I, mean, I don't think he would have been. I don't – well, I could tell you for sure council didn't, but it's not our job to do that. It's an administrative function, and the broker of record is the one that goes out and gets those type of prices. Um, this uh, Marty uh, Small era is going to go down as one of the biggest mistakes in Atlantic City history. This guy is flat-out expensive. The, all the hirings that they do – this completely dysfunctional that smalls control i'm saying that plural the city and the board of education and george i have to say and i know you've had a good relationship with them over the years but the state is signing on to all this crap why harry that's a good question a very good question um because um they should one, be, and, and every time until now the state would knock this kind of stuff right out 
Well, Harry, and I want to, uh, I want to be on record with this. You know, just like the United States of America, if my guy doesn't win the presidency, you still have to. You have to get behind them and hope they yeah, do the other the best guy thing is still your because, president because if I if that person fails we all fail right so so I don't hope the let, let me give you an example so, it's 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 your cousin next door it's not you yeah. it's the Atlantic Board of Education the Board of Education voted not to hire the former superintendent Barry Caldwell at a very high six hundred hours a day I mean crazy crazy numbers or whatever it is and and again we've written all about that you can catch up on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. They voted not to hire him. The state overruled the board's decision and hired Caldwell. You are aware of that, correct? I, I read about that, and for the record, I've never in my life had a problem with Mr. Caldwell. I don't never. have a problem with no, him. No, I'm just saying. But I have a problem with but that. With the pro- let's take Barry out of it and put George into it, okay? Yeah. Let's switch the names out. A, I just was reading information yesterday that this lady had a lot of problems up in Asbury Park. Do your research on her because I read the research on her where parents and people, voters came and wanted her removed for doing things like this. At the bare minimum, the state should have stayed out of it and Barry would have got voted in at the very next uh, next I, meeting. I totally agree. They were, Barry they were got missing hired one anyway. person. He would have got it. So she kind of tainted what Barry does or yeah. doesn't bring to the table very fair by comment. putting her nose into it and she shouldn't have. But you know what I'm finding? I'm finding a lot of these state people are not full-time people. And and I say this for a reason, and I'm not picking on any one person uh, because I do get along with our guy, Riccadella, pretty well. He's been pretty good to us. But I notice these guys are all part-timers. They don't give a shit. You fire them, you fire them. Who cares? Because look at the decisions. A lot of them are just hanging on. to get. I believe they're hanging on to get that big fat check. And if you fire them, who cares? I'm already getting a fat pension. But it's funny, though. But they used to I be want full-time in, people they, doing those I, jobs. I, I hear you on that. But they used to be in there. And if, if something looked really political and just didn't seem quite right, you had the checks and balances where the state has the veto of the minutes. And they would knock that out. They would say, nope, you took that action board. And you just hired this person, but guess what? Uh, that person's not hired because we're knocking that out right now. Now, not only aren't they doing that, they're doing just the opposite. They're overruling when they don't hire someone or something and then doing it themselves. It's, it is crazy to me. And it, 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 it appears to be extremely politically corrupt. It's 45 minutes past the hour. We'll take our break. Much more. He's going to be with us for another hour and 15 minutes. The president of Atlantic City Council, George Tibbet, on the Hurley in the Morning program. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Text the WPG Talk Radio studio. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you and welcome back. 48 minutes past the hour. Back to Council President Tibbet in just a minute. This is the deal that I've been waiting to share with you for weeks, and I did get to share it with you on yesterday's program finally. I recorded the, the new commercial 
that plays when I'm not here. And, of course, I speak about them live when I am here. And that's ambient comfort heating and cooling professionals who are the official and exclusive professionals for the Hurley in the Morning program. And do they have an incredible deal for you? It is a unique industry-leading program to help you replace your old furnace and air conditioning system. Get ready for less than $100 a month. So if you were in a, in a, in a pickle, if you were in a situation where you cannot afford to buy your system outright, but yet you don't have air conditioning or you don't have heating, and of course you need it. Uh, when You didn't don't need it today when it was 61 when I pulled out of my driveway this morning, but you, you need it. And, and what, Christmas, it was below zero wind chill. So no question uh, that this is something that I've never heard of replacing both your heating and air conditioning systems for one absolutely affordable price of less than $100 a month. Now, heating costs, as you know, are higher than ever. And as your systems age, they become less efficient. This is an amazing opportunity to call my friends at Ambient Comfort and save money and energy with a new high energy efficiency home comfort system, both furnace and air conditioner. That's installed for less than $100 a month. I would call them fast. I I have to believe they're going to be swamped with business. It's so incredible. I've never heard of it before. When comfort matters, choose as I choose Ambient Comfort, NJ.com, or call 609-568-0955. Certain restrictions apply. They'll tell you all about that. Not hiding anything from you, but they'll tell you all about that. That's not a bad deal, is it, Council? Not, not on your sales team, but understand something. If it's a little less than $100 a month, and then you put that new energy-efficient stuff in there, um, and you save 40 to $50 a month more it's on even, what your regular bill make, brings that cost down even that much more, and you're getting a well-balanced heating and air system. That are in. now energy-efficient at the upper 99 percentile. Absolutely. When we replaced ours uh, several years back, we had the old terracotta with the cinder block around that. Mm-hmm. And you know that was only like 70% yeah. efficient. Yep. Uh, and that would go from your basement level all the way through your roof. Now everything's direct vented. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I know you're in the business, so you know. Yeah, I was just telling you, you know, my, yeah. my, my house in Florida, 1976, my unit's still in there. It's amazing. Uh, because they things. used to build things to last. Yes. And you could fix them. You could, yeah. Just different. Everything's more efficient now, but things were made differently Absolutely. four decades ago. Where were we? Time is yours. All right. Well, no, we were just addressing, you know, when when they put the message out there that, especially the press of electricity or the Persky press, whatever you call it nowadays, um, you know, when they say we vote against the mayor, look at the record we have on voting with whatever the, administ- the mayor and the administration puts up. It's in the very high 90s. Now, this particular thing deserved to be voted down with the insurance. It really did. Sure it did. Because you're talking an 86% price increase, and you gave it to us two days before. At two levels, you're either getting ripped off with that, or there is a rational, reasonable justification, and that should have been provided to you. And, Harry, you said it the best. Maybe there is a rational reason. Maybe there is a – I don't think there is, but – 
you didn't give it to us one way or the other. You left the unknowns, and you have to scratch your head and say, how can anything go up 86% when Stockton College is in the same yeah. town as you, facing the same uh, hurricane risk, the same flood risk, the same wind risk, every risk that you have, if you want to say the danger well, zone, you, well, you, they're facing all the same risk, and theirs goes up about 10%. Because Stockton didn't go with this proposal. That's why. Well, That's why. I don't know. I, I, That's why we voted no. <laughs> Gene Syracuse, who I don't speak for, beautiful man, by the way, and a great business person. Great Atlantic and, City people. And totally uh, incorruptible. Uh, amazing. You know, uh, spouse is legend. Uh, retired Superior Court judge. Wonderful people. Uh, I guarantee you sight unseen, he would not have proposed an 86% increase. I'm guaranteeing it, and I'm going to check into it further. You do that, Harry. I think you should. Um, I don't want to do that and then say there's a conflict in any type of future work he may or may not bid on. Uh, but again, I don't know. I didn't get given the stuff till less than 48 hours. I didn't get a chance to do research on, on and any of it to say why is there an 86% increase? How smarmy is it that at the ACMUA and now at the city, city level, these, this conflict with the political involvement and then getting contracts. It, I, I don't like it. Again, Harry, we weren't provided the information. And guess what? If it was that important, the insurance being voted on that night, it should have been that important to get it to us in a timely manner. Did this Was the city able to have Syracuse extend insurance uh until such time he wasn't our bro he was he wasn't okay. he was not no, well no, whoever so was we don't want to taint okay. mr syracuse and the good old-fashioned yeah. atlantic city people that yeah. family is fair comment his kids live in atlantic city still they bought here they're good diehard atlantic city people and uh we don't want to taint that family name with anything with yeah this. why why do yeah. business with someone yeah. like yeah. that when yeah. you can you know where are um, these people from george yeah. i have to where are they from way 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 up northwest north. of course yeah course where everything's better yeah always uh just it's just frustrating isn't it florida doesn't have 800 people a day moving there for no reason it's a very good point uh tell us uh the year 2022 in review what can you say about it well our hope and i don't want to be confident or anything else because every time you get confident you hope that you know the city can Work together. Remember, I'm not saying 2023. I'm saying 2022. Oh, 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 okay. Give us a year in review just passed. Um, just a couple of days ago. Thanks for correcting me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I found we didn't get the development that we wanted, um, but you got to hope and pray that that development that was delayed in 2020, 21, 22 uh, comes in uh, 23, 24. Is that in jeopardy? <sighs> I mean, for example, would the one that you wanted get to the point where they say, you know what, you people, we can't work with you. Um, We're just out now. um, Then then, then they're out. Are you concerned about where that stands presently? I'm always concerned when you're just asking. It it, it just stinks that another thing Whalen has left us when he put his nose involved in the Penn game and and in the Senate. What was it? ST... Oh, God, ST8, something. I can't remember the bill, but uh, when they put out there, you cannot, without the Senate right. and the state's approval, sell 
Baker Field or anything over a hundred thousand dollars that has a, in any town that has a casino in it. What did Penn it's, Gaming offer? Eight hundred and fifty million. Eight hundred fifty million. So we're still dealing with that, and the MOU was basically to investigate the people, their funds, which they've been doing for the last six months. Um, they're, they're very viable. They have the money on hand. Um, to, to, to hold back and not start the process of the full-blown investigation, you know, I, I, I'm going to say I'm worried. I'm not worried about the company. I'm worried about outsiders not wanting the project for some odd, crazy reason. Do you know what that means to to Atlantic City and the county, the Board of Ed taxes, the amount of taxes that you lower um, – uh, a, a more of a second home, no gentrification involved at all. Uh, there's no bringing a new class of people in um, that's going to change the voting base. This is mostly second home stuff, uh, the type of stuff that we need to support our our restaurants, our bars, our casinos, our entertainment. This is the type of thing that spurs small businesses. These are the people that are going to come in, have that kind of money to waste on, on funds – expensive fun stuff which spills over into tips for our employees our residents and the opportunity for construction harry I, I, I am concerned with this project that there's no legitimate reason that anybody can say that this hasn't been signed off on it, it's a home run where they made such a big deal had not had not bart blatstein come with his proposal do you think that mou would have been signed already I think they would have came up with somebody else to do what he did. Uh, you, you know, I, I really believe that this this is a this delay. Is a, this is a delay tactic. I, I, I do in my heart. I believe it. Um, I, I, I can't understand why, for the life of me, they made such a big deal about that Netflix thing up North Jersey, an eight hundred million dollar project, when you got two point seven billion ready to go in Atlantic City, get the hell out of the way and let it go and and realize all the benefits of the taxes raised, uh, the sales taxes from the material that's going to be bought to build the stuff, the uh, income tax that New Jersey charges that a lot of the states don't, you, the money you're going to make off of New Jersey income tax from the employees building the stuff, the, the, the tax rate when it goes down over almost two two cents. Final minute, the music's playing, but of course we have the whole next hour. And and by the way, George is staying. He'll be with us in the 9 o'clock hour after Dr. Newkirk, and he's going to host with me, uh, Dr. Newkirk. And I know George is, a, is, a, is an absolute dog lover, and I think he'll probably have a question for Dr. Newkirk. He'll get a free on-air consult. Now, just a quick little uh, comment here. If a 2 or $2.7 billion project happened in Atlantic City, would the taxes go down dramatically for the residents? Almost 50% in your municipal portion and it would definitely help with the uh, board of ed to help get more money there and let's face what it's going to do for your county taxes as well much more straight ahead atlantic city council president george tibbet and oh by the way there is an election of sorts we'll call it a selection of sorts uh today we'll talk about that as well with atlantic city council president george tibbet this is early in the morning the truth in broadcasting we continue WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground. 
tribute to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is five minutes past the hour. Council President Tibbet of Atlantic City, our guest this entire hour, and he'll be staying with us in the 9 o'clock hour. We will co-host Dr. Newkirk together. And I know that George and his wife and family, big dog lovers and animal lovers in general. Uh, so I'm sure George will have a couple of questions that will be very, very nice for the uh, 30 minutes we will spend with Dr. Newkirk, and then we will turn it right back after Dr. Newkirk leaves to Dateline Atlantic City. All right, this is no joke, ladies and gentlemen. You can be helpful here. The reason I brought up asking Council President Tibbet to talk about the year in review 2022, if you will, and then part of that, because you remember the budget year, whether your education, the budget year starts July 1st, so they overlap a little bit, but I'll just say 2022. You could say 21, 22, 2022 year. I wanted to hear the council president talk about the year in review. In other words, successes in the previous year as we turn the page and we're day four into the new year. Exactly what kind of year? You know, you, you talk about in baseball, Aaron Judge had a career year. He gets the 10 year contract, you know, and 400 million and the rest is history. Well, that wasn't Atlantic City in 2022. They did not have an Aaron Judge New York Yankees year. And I am hard-pressed, and we're asking if you know my cell phone, and certainly you know how to reach me digitally through Facebook, Messenger, and any other way you can get a hold of me, email harryhurley at AOL.com. If you can reach Council President Tibbet, somebody tell me something good that happened in 2022. George, Council President Tibbet, to show you respect to your office, I am hard-pressed. I know that, that, that Marty did his usual um, Facebook Live that three people watch. Uh, 90% of what I wanted to do, I got done. Wow. Th- th- isn't that a, a, like a low achiever? Uh, I can't think of anything. Can you? Well, like we talked about on break to your listening audience, Texas. Texas, because yeah. it was kind of like a stump question. And listen, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm the council president, so I'm as much as responsible as anybody else. Um, you know, I can't just point the finger at the mayor. I got to take responsibility myself. But that's part of being a leader. You take responsibility, not me, yeah. my eye. Yeah, he doesn't. You, 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 you have to take. You know what his, he does? He but, takes credit for anything that possibly could be positive. And it's always somebody else if it's not positive. So the couple. Well, well, I'll give you some non-success stories. He shut down Dredgy Wood in 2022. That was dirty. That was filthy dirty. Well, we're going to do. You're going to start marking the pros and the cons. Yeah, we're going to keep a list of all the people texting and calling us. Keep a list. You know, um, like. Pros is Bart, going to be a short pros, column. No, Bart Blatstein then is, uh, you know, finding them, finding the uh, investors to do that water park. Uh, you know, that's that's, that's a, a that's that, a major that's a plus. plus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Island credit water park. Too. All right, that's in there. Bart's a good man. Hold on, Island Water Park. I'm going to put in the cons. Can we have a middle column too? What's the middle? We're just going to neutral. The middle where kind of good, but not great. Uh, like like for instance, um, 
I'm really happy to see Atlantic Care built that building and it open. But the con would be how much of a rateable base is it? You know, I'm I'm very big on development in a city, but I want tax rateable development. We'll do I'm pros, not, cons, neutral. Yeah. All right. The, Island Water Park is definitely a pro. First one on the thing. So Bart should be happy. He was the very first good thing that we come up with. Yeah, that was very good. Now, I'm going to say under cons, the city was not clean this year. We faced some difficulties keeping it clean. We did. City not clean. And And you know we chronicled the school with all that debris by Chelsea Heights School. Sovereign Avenue, Pipolito Field was was disgusting what they allowed there. A city not clean. And, and, and let's be fair to Public Works. Um, I, li- I like the Public no, no, Works director. The, the Public Works, even uh, Crystal coming in, she's she's fabulous. Yeah. She, she really cares about her job. Um, anytime I've ever called her in the past, she's done her best to get people on it. Uh, 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 workforce. You know, getting people in the workforce with what we're allowed to pay people, it, it's almost it, – it, it's incredibly hard to get people to come work for us when the private world's paying a lot more right now. Let me give one more con, then I'm going to go to a pro. I have a pro. Okay. The con is the city was not safe in 2022. Harry, in reality and the perception. Harry, there's no no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, it it – we got to do a better job. We we definitely have to do a better job. I don't care about stats. If you try and tell me today that we are safer with our motor vehicles and everything else because the ticket numbers aren't up, well, we all live in a city. We see the cars going through the stop signs 30, 40 miles an hour. What is actually happening out there? Do you feel safe walking Atlantic Avenue at 12 o'clock in the afternoon? And you have to be honest with yourself. Do you? Do you feel safe walking it? We don't. We have to do better. I do believe and I believe the mayor believes the same thing. We have to hire more police officers at very competitive, a very competitive, uh, and uh, uh, salaries. And that, Mr. President, is my my pro against the con. Uh, the state has approved the hiring of more police officers, which is and more firefighters. So do we we two get pros. that we get that in twenty two because they kind of made a decision in twenty two it carries yeah. over to twenty three yeah I'm giving so oh. we get to put it in the twenty two column these are all twenty twenty two everything that we're talking about um, what else went wrong in twenty twenty two that should have gone or right good, or good or you good be, um, our phones aren't ringing as your as your I am well, not even here. even here that's the quietest I've heard your phone since I've been here <laughs> it's just it, it, um, it did just ding. that is funny you seriously that please text in text the, the you know uh, to me or Harry. Um, I will say I have to say this as a con: the um, the unjust removal of John Devlin from the MUA that was terrible. Guilty, John Devlin. This list is you know, Harry. I was very fortunate to be able to apologize to John, of course, but more importantly, John's dad. You know, eighty-six years old, Did strong you, as a yeah. bull. Yeah, um, you know, was able to send him a letter before I left. He's a good. Apologize. Yeah, the guy loves his family, and um, I was devastated um, by the hurt that the uh, that the old man. I call him John's old man, but uh, not in a dis- disrespectful manner. Um, loves his family, participates in everything in the city and his grandkids' life, and uh, yeah, that's that's very, very, very regretful. I have a pro. More than five hundred lights repaired i've said for 31 years light is the great disinfectant Mm -hmm. that was 500 lights more than 500 lights repaired and also the 500 and nine and ninety five thousand dollar 
CRDA grant. And, and, and you know, we're being very objective here. No, we're being fair. For sure. I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the negative. I, I mean, I, I was there. I can't run from it. Um, the streets has to go in 2023. Yeah, the plan allegedly happened in 22, but they're not paved. So all the new street paving will go as a pro for the 23. But that we're not in 23. Yes. This is all 22. Yep. That, that we, you will do that later this year. I will say under 2022, the condition of the roads in Atlantic City it's abominable. And did you see that repair they did down by docks? That is, I could have done that, I think. Listen, the guys did what they were forced to do with what they had. And, and, I, oh God, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. It's bad. Yeah, it's not fair. Do, do, uh, does the city get a lot of calls about tires blown out, axles broken i i know we do it's, a lot of people on council and you don't want to pass the buck but you unfortunately you have to say you have to call public works and let them know the identification uh, the area identify the area where you found that pothole like um i you know you, you do get a lot of a lot of those calls with bent rims uh, blown tires shocks things of that nature we'll take a break from this and come right back i also want to talk this hour about things that you got done, you believe, in in terms of your leadership position as president of city council, working with your colleagues, and things that you didn't get done that just got away that you wished Mm -hmm. uh, could have been achieved in 2022. We'll be back. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet is here. I am respectfully yours. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Okay, did some feverish writing during the break. Got uh, You're blowing up my phone. You hear it right there. All right, I'm going to do um, a couple of cons, and then we will have a couple of positive things, pros, if you're just joining the program at Lang City Council, President George Tibbet and I, we are reviewing the year 2022, what went right and what went wrong in Atlantic City. And I'm really uh, pleased. Uh, the The objectivity to which we're approaching this, I think, is no is is noteworthy. It's it's noticed. And I can tell by the comments that we're getting homeless issue on the boardwalk and at other city properties, properties in the city. I'm not saying city-owned properties, properties in the city, Council President. That has been my pet peeve, and uh, and there's no secret how I feel about wanting to help those in need of help. But when you start dumping it on all one city, what it's done to us, and that's something that the mayor and I both agreed on, um, you know, the problem didn't start in a year. It's not going to end in a year. And it definitely isn't going to end when you have judges that interfere when we do take the steps to address what's attracting those that have dependency problems, uh, mental issues, uh, you, you know, that, that that's it's very difficult and it's a problem that's plaguing the whole country. I have documents to prove this. The state of New Jersey had no problem with Dredgy Wood continuing to operate. This was a vicious, retaliatory Marty Small 
closing of Dredgy Woods Fish Heads, right before actually the NAACP was coming in with its national convention, I think they would have loved as just yet another uh, food and beverage alternative, uh, the wonderful food uh, that Dredgy served. Uh, that was a disgrace in 2022. Well, and and, and you just named the po- a, a positive was, um, well, almost a full positive, but I, I'm going to make a... A, a, a remark on it is a positive was the NAACP coming here and recognizing Atlantic City as a place to come, which was wonderful. Um, the negative part that I have in my heart that still bothers me today, and I'm careful to what I say, but I'll say because I just don't care anymore. Um, what you think the truth is the truth is the truth. The fact that we didn't take out of that $2 million that was given to the NAACP to hold that convention that nobody thought to take fifty thousand dollars and get our inner city youth involved more so have barbecues back some of the 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 brain power that was in this town during the NAACP um you know it was a, a a major missed opportunity to have people with that type of brain power not in our communities uh talking to our kids giving our kids uh advice on how to break the poverty cycle how how to be entrepreneurs and stuff like that. I, I I was very disappointed that I didn't see more involvement. There was some, but it, it, for $2 million, I would have loved to have seen the local branch work with the national branch to get our youth and young adults and even our seniors, you know, more involved because that's what it was about. It wasn't just about the national. It was about the problem. One of the big things is to talk about the problems that plague their community. And and I, I think it was a major missed missed opportunity. And um, that you know, other than that, I think it was wonderful for the city. It was a wonderful program. But you know, when you when you pony up two million dollars from state and uh, local taxes to to bring a program like that, you know, we need to do better to make sure that brain power comes to town from all over the country that they get with our kids and and show another way. Because trust me, the world don't work like Atlantic City works. I'm going to do a couple of positives because I have a couple of blistering negatives Mm -hmm. that I'm going to report in just a moment. Uh, Meet AC did a tremendous job selling Atlantic City in 2022 and also the performance of the Atlantic City casinos. Uh, terrific year both absolutely that's the great positives there you know the casinos the casinos rebounded and 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 i was being cautious on that harry because i like to base it upon a 12 month uh uh projection of in person in person customers and leave out the online gambling and the sports book and uh, because but the I jobs even, are created, I, but I even yeah. mean uh, the 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 casinos also bring in conventions yeah. well, and tourism, and they partner with Meet AC sometimes was, with that space, and also just what they do. Yeah, the in three terms quarters of restaurants. And, the, yeah. the three quarters were amazing. What they uh, rebounded, bringing people back to the city, um, and you know, a couple casinos need a little bit of help, but uh, but they, uh, an amazing comeback from COVID. And I was just being cautious and did not want, you know, in gambling, a lot of it's luck, so a lot of it's jinx. So I didn't want to jinx them for that last quarter, the winter months. I was hoping to see amazing numbers coming out of our uh, in-person. Because 
you know, when I say in person, Harry, you, you, you know, I, I get it. it. It's the whole picture you want to measure. But in person to me is um, that bellhop, um, that food server, you know, the valet guy. How are their pockets? Because that's what the casinos are about are the jobs. And it's not just about corporations coming in. And how does it affect those people that are working the everyday jobs? You know, and uh, we had a really good three quarters. And this is the tough quarter for, you know, always has been. It's nothing new. But I just didn't want to jinx the casinos because they did amazing jobs. You go to our small businesses. Um, I, I, I saw I, I saw major increase in business in a lot of our bars and restaurants some unfortunately not but i'm going to use one that can't be controversial because if i say too many will be controversial you look at the irish pub during the christmas season you couldn't get in there harry did you ever go there with margie like you promised we did not go but we know but Kathy. Promised, yeah no no you got to get there during yeah. christmas yeah you promise next year you're taking yes. margie i'll keep i'll keep i'll keep my word i can come on the air and browbeat you, you if you, you don't take margie don't. next uh, yes. christmas yeah it was amazing to be there i mean um I I went there quite a few nights, just sat around watching the L. I I I'm stupid like that. I uh, I love watching people enjoying themselves in our businesses in Atlantic City. It's it, it, it you know it's very uh, therapeutic to to see the city come back and you get a better picture. And I and I would sit there and just you know drink tea or something. I'm not a drinker, um, and just talk to Kathy and other people. And uh, it 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 made you feel good this Christmas season to see an old place pre casino thriving like that that another day that's another day show to talk about pre-casino businesses that are still here and thriving yes very well said mr uh mr president it's atlantic city council president george tibbet at 24 minutes past mm-hmm. the hour dr newkirk about 40 minutes away this is a con and it's terrible marty small's so-called violent crime staff committing serious crimes that's that's that, not good. That's it's it's disheartening because I know a few people involved in that that put their heart and soul into it, um, and you know I okay, Harry I, I I think the program the program that was brought up in other places the idea of the program I think is well needed. But you need professionals. You need professionals with this program. There's nobody in Atlantic City could, you know, we have a one or two that have done a pretty good job with it. But you don't just get, I don't, I, if I was in a position, I would not just get people that had had problems. You want kids that have done the right thing as well. You want yeah. a balance of both. You know, I made mistakes and now look at my struggles. You know, I'm a kid that, from never the, had from a problem. The community yeah. Never had a problem. I yeah. struggled. I, I wasn't balanced. popular. You know, a well balanced yeah. on the pros Agreed. and the cons. And, I mean, you look at a kid like uh, Elijah Langford that we had on our on our roles. Like, I, I just think of that kid and say, how is he not in a top position on something like that? You know, great parents uh, lived the perfect life. Comes from the community. Wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Uh, I mean, that kid would be perfect. 
that kid, that young man, would be perfect for a program like that. I think there needs to be a well-balanced in there. You have to have more of the kids and the young men that have done the right thing in life as well so that both sides can say, hey, I made mistakes, I paid for them, and now I'm moving forward. I did the schooling. I stayed in school. I listened to my mom and dad. I did. I said no to the uh, temptations of bad yeah. things, and now my life is a little bit easier moving forward. So I, you, you got to have that balance. You just can't have one sided. And I think that's something I hope the mayor listens to me on and takes it as a constructive. Uh, 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 just take it as something that maybe I need to look at his idea a little bit and put some very good. People that have not made mistakes in there as well to give the kids a well balance on both sides of the coin. Right, because if you don't, it really looks like he just created something to give bad guys, you know, a paycheck, and and you can't blame people for looking at. It. I'm a big fan of second chances. And Absolutely, things, Harry. But but let's let's keep going because we're going to run out of time. And again, we're not going to scratch the surface on the pros yeah. and cons. But if you go and click on my picture on the WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five app or the website. You will see the whole year we were very fair with the covers that we did. When it was good, we said it was good. Oh, my gosh. I have to put in here uh, in 2022 a con letting Stockton rowing go. That's a disgrace, George. I'm going to give you a push on that. Well, um, I say don't let them go. They should have been using the building. Absolutely. Well, that's what um, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I go to break Sto- team. I think Stockton was uh, here's an example of. Those kids from Stockton rowing every day, both male and female, interacting with our city youth. What better way? Because kids don't want to listen to me or you or nobody else from old heads. It was they, they were, want to listen they were to fantastic. They want to listen to yep. your eighteen to twenty four year olds. They look up to them as cool. I think that that as far as us taking over the building, it, you know, it, it it's you know we should be running our buildings Let, yeah. and we should have. Uh, Total. But, I but don't you know, know the whole but story. You know what but, they, they, that's yeah. that's Marty Small's clubhouse yeah. for their smoking cigar you, parties. Come on, Harry. We all know it. I, Everybody knows it. Full disclosure. I've never been inside that building. I, don't I know haven't what either. It looks like. I've been outside of it. I, I've never I, I, been in it. Never, ever, ever saw inside that building. It was Jim Whalen's hangout. Marty is Jim Whalen's sort of protege. Now it's, it's Marty Small's pet. It's so it's so predictable. But Stockton is one of those programs that you get for free where yeah. mentorship of our yeah. young kids. Yes, that was a big con, and we got it down. Here's a big pro, and I wrote about it at length. Florida Avenue drug ring was taken down. Almost $500,000 worth of heroin taken off the street in one day. That's a pro. That's an amazing pro. So that's a good one. The con was the next day there was a new group in there. Well. But then they got to go. And we have to keep yeah. stay on it. Isn't it amazing that you could take down $500,000 and there's the vacuum to yeah. someone to get in there? And that's why I say to the state, and I know it's going to get back to here's, here's another pro. I'm going to slip in another con okay. real quick. Then we got to go to the bottom of the hour break. And, yes, we know there's an election in Atlantic City. We're going to talk about it next with Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet. Municipal courts in 2022 were given the ability to issue warrants again. This was all but taken away from them. And by being able to issue the warrants, Council President Tibbet, that helps to clean up low-level criminals at, say, the walk uh, and the shoplifting that goes on and the stores that were, were basically fencing the goods. Uh, that's also a pro Absolutely. in 2022. Yes. And we got that. And, of course, con the midday shootings in Atlantic City create an atmosphere 
that people think Atlantic City is dead wood. Yeah. Well, and one last pro before you go to your yeah. break. The employees of Atlantic City finally getting a stipend in their paycheck, a raise, uh, after that many years of not getting one. Bringing them up to, well, not bringing them up to, but bringing them, putting a little more money in their pocket, not quite at a livable wage yet, which is something that the mayor and the council are and the state are still working on to uh, do what we can to help our check, employees. Check out that list. Yeah. It's pretty extensive just in that little. Yeah, it, it's crazy when someone asks you that question and now you got to think. But it was a good segment, I thought, um, coming up with stuff. I think it was very fair. Yeah. Um, people that love us or hate us can feel free to text in. Well, there were one, and, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven pros. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cons. Mm-hmm. There were more positive things yes. than negative. Now, some of these negatives are doozies, but... It's something that we as a city, county, state, and federal government have to work on because this is a crown jewel, and there's a, a few of those cons we're not going to be able to fix by yeah. ourselves. What, what Marty Small needs to do, he needs to go to the podcast when it's uploaded later today, and I know he's been listening to the whole segment. You need to take notes. You need to take notes of everything that was said during this hour because you could actually do your job better if you would listen for a change. It's very, very important that you listen. Uh, you've got one big mouth and two very small ears. We'll be back. It's 32 minutes past the hour, and I am Hurley in the Morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's 32 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Congressman Van Drew and I spoke this morning. He was up very early. He says it's time to choose the House Speaker. Read about it. We tell you why. The Mays Landing murder victim, Dave Wigglesworth, the prosecutor's office is confirmed for the first time publicly, naked in bed and watching TV at the time he was murdered. And Council President Tibbet is going to be making an announcement that we covered yesterday when we... News. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Today's weather feeling positively like spring. Temperatures in the 60s, moderate humidity levels, and some April showers and thunderstorms in January. Today's high 65. Light fog and clouds this morning. Best chance of rain will be this afternoon through early evening. Could be some embedded thunderstorms. Showers wrap up this evening, low 51, and the cool down kicks in tomorrow. Some late day clearing, high of 58. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. It's Jesse Kelly. Why do you... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. I want to thank everybody that's been writing me. The feedback has been excellent. And Council President Tibbet, I didn't have a chance because the break was so um, upon us. That was a lot of fun. I mean, not I to talk we, about bad things. I think things. we were fair and balanced. 11 uh, yeah. things were positive yeah. out of 20. Yeah. So, yeah, 11 to 9. Uh, but... Out of the nine, some of them are horrifically bad deficiencies. 
that yeah. have to be improved. Everybody's got to get on the same page from every uh, level of government to uh, solve those problems. We're not going to all run in a different direction right. and solve like the homeless issue, the drug issue, the crime. You know, just something with the courts being able to now have teeth and hold people accountable. Yeah. No more run in a store, take what you want, yeah. run out and watch the clerk sit there and say, what do you want me to Nothing do? Nothing you can do. So, you know, right. we have to get back to law and order in this country, not just the city, in this country and be held accountable for yeah. For the things that you do. Uh, what can you say about 2023? Uh, I'm not talking about who will be the next council president. You've decided that it's not going to be you by your choice. You did it for three years. We'll get into that uh, a little okay. bit later in, in this in this section of the program. And Council President Tibbet is going to be with us uh, for the next hour or two. We're going to co-host Dr. Newkirk, and then we'll talk more about Atlantic City uh, in the final 25 minutes that we have after Dr. Newkirk. But relative to things that you as one of nine members of the legislative branch, and it's a reminder, it's not a, it's not a cheap shot. It's not a poke in the eye of Marty Small. I've always been consistent in maintaining this. The Atlantic City form of government by state law is strong council, weak mayor. Mayor proposes, council disposes. The budget, the second the budget is proposed, it becomes council's budget. So council is the big dog. You as one of nine members, what are you hoping to accomplish in 2023? To get the opportunity to read a complete budget. That's Uh, that's only fair. An itemized budget. Yeah. It's like vote on these things that that they don't tell you what they are. Because, Harry, um, when you have nine council people and a a full administration, um, I know my life experience in the real world. I I wasn't, you know, I wasn't given a job in government my whole life. Uh, I I did it in the private world where you were held accountable. And if you lost money, you were gone. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. When I owned my own businesses, if you lost money and you didn't run the company right, you were broke. So I had a lot of motivation to uh, do the job to the best of my ability. And 30-something years in the private sector, I, I know how to run businesses, Harry. And I'm not going to toot my horn too much, but no, I am. I did a great job doing what I did. I was taught by the best. And I was also taught by the best that when you're being paid an incredible salary, and I was paid very, very good by the Sykes family, you don't get thank yous for coming to work and doing the job that you're paid incredibly good for. You don't sit there and, and say how great. No, you're paid to do a job. You're paid to do a job at a salary that most people don't get to enjoy in life. You're supposed to do the extra things. You're supposed to be successful or you don't get paid that kind of yeah. money. Salary, but that's how, the, that's how the real world works. Salary and excellent fringe benefits. Yeah, it's like – you know, I, I always fall back to my, my very first tower that I did was Tower 2 at the showboat. From there, I went right over and ran Tower 2 at Harris and all the low-rise stuff. And I'll never forget, it stuck with me. Life, You talk about life experiences and things that always stick with you. I was 24 years old, the youngest superintendent in the area for, forever with John Slake's company. And I was taught by him – Everywhere he went, I was with. He wanted a guy that knew nothing that he could teach his way, and he taught me everything. And uh, my second tower was, uh, like I said, at Harris, and the low rise were all the casino and all that stuff. I got that job done 
30 days early and walked in the general at work and overtime everything because that time of the year you got to get done earlier so your fireproofers can get yeah. in the plumbers because we were running in on the winter i got done 30 days early so that moved that job that much fast i was proud as a peacock and i walked in trishman's tishman's trailer and i never forget the guy's name over 30 years ago it still sticks with me lesson learned and I sat in front of Dean Essen, like waiting for him to say thank you and praise me for he and the guy just stood up and said, Listen, if you're waiting for me to thank you or praise you for doing a job that I pay you very well for and paid you an incredible amount of overtime for, it's not happening. <laughs> I paid you to do a job. That you know what? Good lesson. An excellent lesson. I was Yeah, you're thinking a like job. a normal person. Hey, I got done 30 well, days early. I was 20-something years old. Yeah, you know? but, and you got done yeah. 30 days early. It, which so, moved that whole job. Yeah. At Tower 2 at Harris. <laughs> so you and, expect you to know, get a little, little love. Nah, he he, <laughs> told, he gave me some tough love on that one. It's, it sticks with me today, so it shows it was very impactful. Council President, I, I, I have so many messages I didn't get to uh, in our pro and con section. I don't have time to do them all. I have 11 right here. But here's one I do want to throw out. Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial as a pro was submitted by a great guest listener of our program. And I just added that to our list. That is a great that is a great thing. No, no, absolutely. Because I think, you know, Atlantic City, we were a great military town at one time. We had a lot of people come back from World War One, Two, and Vietnam, Korean War and made Atlantic City home. And if you remember the patriotism growing yeah. up and us recognizing the sacrifices that people that have fought for us, I, Harry, I don't see that as much anymore. And it's disheartening. And, um, you know, a lot of people have heroes like Le- LeBron James and and people like that. And, you know, my, my heroes, a 40-year-old guy, Navy SEAL, that is a close personal friend of mine, him and all his guys, the things that they've done fighting for this country. And I really do believe we have to get back to praising those people as our heroes that give us the ability to disagree on everything, that give us the ability to have votes, to give us the ability for women to ride in the front seat of a car yeah. and not a back seat of a car and things like that. So that's an amazing one. Whenever we could do something for the yeah. vets to recognize their sacrifices, yep. um, full-blown congratulations and, uh, Good answer. and thank the mayor for putting up the money to help with this. Uh, he deserves credit on that one. That is a good one. Uh, and we had this on our list. I just didn't say it because you know I said it during the break, the Atlantic City Air Show. Oh, absolutely. That's that, always a good I one. now have said it out loud because that lets our listener know that it's on our list and it was on our list. I just omitted it by human error. And I got to say this one, too, that was su- submitted by the same guest listener, the Atlantic City Beach Concerts. They were great this year. Fantastic. Well, they're always great. Yes. But this year, they, they were awesome. They really were. Um, so that's now 13 pros yeah. and nine and That's the way it's cons. supposed to be. And, and yeah, and, and I, I'm sure I could keep going here. Uh, but we don't have time on that. Let's get our last break in this hour. Uh, when we come back, Dateline Atlantic City. We'll fast forward the sort of the, not the way back machine because that goes the opposite way. But uh, back to the future to 5 p.m. tonight. And we'll have a discussion about what's going to be taking place, because obviously when we broke the news first yesterday in an extensive uh, exclusive that Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet is not seeking a fourth consecutive term as council president. By definition, that means there's going to be a new council president. We'll talk about that next with Council President George Tibbet. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 47 minutes past the hour with Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet. You are listening to the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, which is South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. And we thank you for it. So this is a good this is a good part of our interview. And I've been looking forward to this part because many times people don't get to make the decision themselves. Somebody else makes it for them. I never like to see that if an athlete stays too long and they're a bum in the last year, you decided for a multitude of reasons. And the time is going to be yours in a second. I just want to say a couple of quick things that you're not seeking a fifth term, a fourth term. Rather, uh, you have served three terms as council president. I believe that tonight at five o'clock, you could have been reelected. I can, I think I can even count five votes. Um, but you decided you weren't going to continue as council president, and in fact, that you're going to support someone else. Tell us about your decision. Well, well, well Harry, let's go to the beginning. Um, I never had interest in ever being a council president. Um, the funny thing was, was um, when this came up, I was doing Florida every six weeks. I was down in Florida for 10 days, like clockwork. Spending, you know, trying to balance my life because I worked my entire life. I was a workaholic and I, I was trying to balance it to keep a smile on my face and not die someday. Enjoy life a little. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, still, very, still work hard and yeah. not cheat anybody, but enjoy life a little. Yeah, but I, like I said, I, I was down in Florida when the vote took place for, for the vice presidency and, um, I just didn't really want it because it's in name only. Um, it was a respect thing. I appreciate that they showed me the respect back then. I, I appreciate it very much. And, uh, and, and, and um, but when the vote was coming up and Sporty was council president for a meeting, one meeting, first meeting in, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do Whoa, 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 pal. You're not. The council president is not the boss. The council president represent, the represents the body yeah, one one member. what we want exactly exactly and that's what pissed me off and made me run and take it from them you know and i did the job to the best of my ability like i always did my job and i brought everything i did with that job was based on the financial world that i lived in and and, and worked in and tried to do what was best for the city. Year two, everybody was on board. Everybody supported me. Things went terrific. Um, year three, um, it got kind of hectic because Sporty pops his head out of a hole again and wants to run it. Um, I challenge anybody. Put my life and Sporty's life next to each other. Run down the list. Personal life. Business life. And I wasn't born with no silver spoon. I was poor growing up. I, I always have that disease where I don't ever want to be born. I don't want my children work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard. Nothing's given to you. Put it all together. Everything. It don't even get close. Doesn't even get close, Harry, to to doing the right thing, learning from your mistakes, and moving forward. How, how will you feel if he is the council president tonight? At I'll have to support him. I would have to support him, do my job, and, and like the same way, you know. We won't agree on everything. Absolutely not. We look at things differently. If he's, you know, I'm hoping Bruce is successful. He's a young, vibrant guy uh, with a, a real degree. He really went to college and has his degrees. Yeah. 
Uh, he worked in the financial world. Um, As compared to you, what? Certificates uh, of um, attendance. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and um, last year, did Morty help me get one vote? Yeah, he did. He did. But guess what? Did I help Morty get all the Bangladesh and the Pakistani back in the day when they wanted nothing to do with him? Well, when you're on the same team, you're supposed to help each other. He's in there because of me. He's in there. Not bullshit. He was well, very. You, you he help was, each other. He, Marty Small just like I helped was him. Was very distrusted in several different communities in Atlantic City. And, and let's face is that, it, is that a fair comment? The, well, a lot of people didn't want to go with him. They had to get to meet him, and uh, he did all the right, said all the right things, did all the right things at the time, and um, you know, and they gave him an opportunity. God bless. He got the the job that you always wanted. And do the best you can with it. But, you know, Callaway's put Marty in, gave him the opportunity. Without a doubt. You, you, you know, you didn't come out of that committee without that opportunity. We all worked together. So that's called teamwork. If somebody was a little shaky last year when I was in the hospital, because, you know, remember I had COVID and I was yeah. in the hospital for the nine days. Yeah, I do. And, and you stood up. Well, guess what? Thanks, pal. That's what you're supposed to do with my teammate. When one of the guys at hand, the same way I did it for you. So you never brag that somebody made because that's, you know, Suleiman, Michael Suleiman also made Marty because Marty was never able to win off the line. He has a 100 percent record of defeat without the line. You've won off the line. We turned the line down that one year when they tried to screw Langford over. If you remember one, I do remember. I'm citing it. We all had the line. You won. Yeah. You uh, and but he's never been able to win without the line. But my point being is, is um, I am I I feel and I, anybody that's being truthful will tell you the truth, Harry. I sat in the mayor's office with the state and everybody else. It was about three four months ago, and I was pissed off about something. Imagine that. Um, and I told them what they could do with the council presidency job. It's not going to be held over my head. I don't need it. I am a million times more dangerous as a single individual that is focused, lasered in on something that does his research. You know how I do research, especially in the middle of the night, Harry, when I can't sleep. Me and you talk about this all the time, how my wheels turn from 11 o'clock at night at on. I'm a dangerous person with my research stuff. <laughs> so Point Blank told him, Harry, it's not fair to a lot of council people, you know, and a couple of them. You know, I like to call – I'm falling short of calling them cowards, almost in tears that Marty would be mad at them if they voted for me. I said, you know what? This job ain't worth it. They're not worth it. You know, there's a lot of good council people in there. Even those that didn't vote for me still did their job. But, you know, let a young person have it that has experience and going to take the city into the next generation. If one person controls everything, it's no good, Harry. You need people to keep checks and balance on you. And um, I think Bruce is in a good position. Um, a guy like Small actually is going to get himself in trouble because of what you just said. You didn't just say that. I'm saying it mm -hmm. because you know what they say about absolute power. It corrupts absolutely and you were you need people a to tell very, you no. You were you you had no problem telling Marty Small when he was wrong. No, you know what my biggest problem was, Harry. I'll tell you what my biggest problem was. I was so obsessed with council, and now I look back, I realize there was nothing I could do to ever change that for council to have all its responsibilities back. Because I'm sitting there looking, and I'm looking. I'm using me as an example. My my business background. 
you know, running how many men that I and women that I had under me at a thousand dollars a day per person. So everything had to be well planned out. And the fact that the state did not allow us to make decisions and would allow the administration to even make decisions for counsel. So I was obsessed with getting the respect back for counsel. And, you know, I had, you know, a council person or two up there that just made it almost impossible to be taken serious on council. But I knew I had a lot of good men and women up there that uh, really cared about the city and deserved better respect. The redevelopment. I don't want the administration handling redevelopment. What, who has experience in well, business there? But that's council's purview. Yeah. But the state, as you see, allows it to go that way. And that's what we've been pushing back. The best thing that ever happened to council was being educated. I mean, Marty Small well, built, when, built, when a, I, built a basketball court in his backyard. Um, I don't know how do you think he's ever uh, well, built. Well, Harry, the best thing that happened to council was getting an education. When I say that is, when the state came in and educated council, did the class on the do's and don'ts, what your responsibilities were, it started to open up everybody's eyes. The council's a redevelopment entity. We find out that a lot of stuff that was being taken to the state, not by the mayor, by others in his administration, uh, claiming that we were no good, claiming that we were obstructionists, claiming that, you, you know, the state started finding out on their own. I know Kim Holmes found out on her own. Kim Holmes was the one that had the conversation with me to tell me that people were calling and saying it and that she appreciated working with the city council and, and the job that we were, we were doing looking at stuff. So, you know, I look back. I'm very thankful. I want to thank everybody that gave me that opportunity. Um, you know, you know, you know what I would say? Um, you not being council president and at your own decision, you're actually – you can be a different member than – when you're the president, you, you have to chair the meeting. You, you need to, you know, to, to keep camaraderie as best you can. There's a lot of roles of being a leader that when you're now just one of nine – you're going to be unleashed. And, and listen, it doesn't have to be... You know how I mean that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mean that in the worst way. I no, mean, no, I mean Harry, the best I, way. this is what I told him. I'm more yeah. dangerous by myself. But understand something. Um, if you're dealing with everybody up there that knows what they're doing and is voting in a way that is best in their heart, what they believe is the best, it's the best job in the world and to be the most proudest of. But when you're dealing with one or two guys... like. like, like Harry, I had to. There's two members on council that constantly vote, go out in the hallway, come back. You'll hear them give a big ass speech on, on how bad something is. Come back in and change their vote. It's like how do you how do you have that? There's a lot of stuff that you know. I'm not behind, but it's the truth's coming out about certain people. And guess what? You can't hide from the truth, especially when there's PIs involved for over five months following people to see where they really live. Final you know, final minute, and we're going to have the whole second half of the next hour, too, Council President Tibbetts. There's much more time for you to comment on anything that you want. But in the closing minute here, will you miss not being the Atlantic City Council President? No, not at all, because I still got the guy, everybody up there. Um, nobody really hated each other. You had your heated dis- disagreements. But no, because I could come in there. You know how many times I forgot what I needed to do for me and yeah. the projects that I was working on or something? Because you get the same calls from the same two guys. The lights are off on the field. Can you call Marty? Can you call Corsi? Can you call this one? And bitch and complain about everything. And then next thing you know, they're the two to stab you in the back the most. Atlantic City Council President George Tibbetts stays with us uh, much more straight ahead. We welcome for his first visit in the brand new year, Dr. Mark Newkirk, Newkirk Family Veterinarians. 
is a trusted name in pet care for more than four decades, and they are the official and exclusive veterinarian for the Hurley in the Morning program and for the Hurley family. Dr. Newkirk coming up, and I'm, I'm going to challenge the council president to have a question about dogs, something that you, you want an expert to be able to answer. So we're going to engage George at any time during the next 30 minutes that he would like. And then George and I will close out the rest of today's program. Don't go away. It is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And don't forget the digital platform on your app and at WPGTalkRadio.com. Dr. Newkirk is standing by next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you and welcome back. I am thrilled to report. I get excited because we've been together for a long time, Dr. Newkirk and I. This relationship, I've known of him for a lot longer uh, than we've been together on air because my twin brother went to Dr. Newkirk uh, over 35 years ago when his dog was hit by a car and these butchers, I'm going to call them butchers, these butchers wanted to hack the dog's leg off. And Don went to Dr. Newkirk and Dr. Newkirk said, we're not going to do that. Why would we do that? And um, so I fell in like with Dr. Newkirk a long, long time ago. And we've been together since the 2000 aughts, early in the 2000s. And this is Dr. Newkirk's first visit in the brand new year on day four of the brand new year, Newkirk, Family Veterinarians, a trusted name in pet care for more than four decades, on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. The phone number to make an appointment with Dr. Newkirk and his great team at 3085 English Creek Avenue in Egg Harbor Township is 609-645-2120. Dr. Newkirk and Newkirk Family Veterinarians are the official and exclusive veterinarians for the Hurley in the Morning program and for the Hurley family where Dr. Newkirk cares for um, almost a zoo of, of animals, dogs and others, cats. Uh, Dr. Newkirk, Happy New Year. Welcome. And Happy New Year to you. What a beautiful day out there. When I pulled out at 3 a.m. and it was 61 degrees, uh, my goodness, after it was what, with the wind chill minus five or something just a week ago, it's crazy. But, yeah, it is beautiful. It, it's uh it feels like spring. Uh, how was your Christmas and New Year's? Well, everything was terrific. Thank you. Uh, good time was had by all, and everybody is healthy and well, fortunately. So that uh, that makes it always uh, the best Christmas. Without a doubt. Uh, Council President Tibbett is going to pose a question to uh, Dr. Newkirk a little bit later in the program. Dr. Newkirk will be with us uh, until about 36 minutes past the hour and if you have a question for dr newkirk on air uh he loves to take your call so you can call in at 609-407-1450 if you have a question you want to talk off air and we understand that could easily be the case as well call 609-645-2120 
going into this uh, brand new year, Doc, opening comment on the pets and anything you want to share by way of update? Well, the biggest thing, of course, is all of our Christmas pets. Uh, there's a lot of adoptions and a lot of purchases of new puppies and kittens this time of year. Uh, they'll all be coming due for their checkups. Remember, under state of New Jersey law, you have, let's call it a lemon law in essence, you have two weeks to have your puppy or kitten examined by a veterinarian. If anything is found to be wrong, uh, maybe there's a congenital defect, there's a heart murmur, there's a problem, uh, you do have the right to uh, return that puppy and get another one. The problem, of course, is you're usually attached by that particular time. So the other remedies are uh, returning the puppy or the kitten to the place where you purchased it. Let's say it's sick, for example. Uh, You return it there. They will take care of the veterinary bills up to the price of the animal um, and then return the puppy to you. Or, again, they'll give you another puppy or you can have your money back. Um, remember that in thing this is up to the price of the animal. So let's say you paid a hundred dollars for a kitten and the veterinary bill is $200. You're still uh, liable for the $100. But point is, is you do have some rights. Uh, many people think, Oh, they sold me a sick puppy. And now what am I going to do? But you must have it examined within two weeks. So, um, if you've gotten a new puppy or kitten for Christmas, that that's a very important question and answer from Dr. Newkirk. Let me bend it a little bit, Dr. Newkirk, because I, I really enjoyed that realm. How about this? How much? How prevalent is? Uh, I don't know what to call it. Uh, emotional purchasing, where you get a pet, you get a dog or a cat or something. And then because it's Christmas, so it's fantastic, you know, down on the Christmas tree and there's your new dog and all of this. What is the prevalence of um, remorseful buying, if you will, and then these these beautiful animals wind up at the Atlanta County Animal Shelter and elsewhere? Yeah, boy, it's it's a big one. The emotional buy at Christmas time. Uh, you go in the store and you see the the happy puppy with a ribbon on it. And uh, gee, kids have always wanted the puppy. You know what do you say? So yeah, it's a big emotional buy. Uh, and you're right. Then um, let's call it remorse. So the dog doesn't fit in the lifestyle. And uh, I would say it's probably somewhere. Uh, let's call it two phases, maybe in the initial phase of 20%. And after six or seven months, when you, the human, have failed to properly train the dog, uh, then you, the human, have determined, oh, it's an untrainable or a bad dog. Uh, then you maybe get another 20% back. Now, the important thing there is it is you, the human, 95% of the time, who is at fault and not the puppy uh, itself. Kittens are fairly well self-sufficient, they train themselves, they're going in the litter box, things like that. So it's much less a return uh, for that. And then, of course, we have the big excuse, oh, my child is allergic to the pet. (laughs) Most of it is baloney as well. Hey, Doc, let's talk about um, somebody right now listening that has a new puppy that they got in the last week or so, 
and we'll say dogs because I agree with you. The, the the litter box it seems to be easier to get your cats acclimated to going into the litter box than it is necessarily training dogs. What is your um, advice for housebreaking the dog? How best to do that? Yeah, the number one thing is crate training. And unfortunately, many people, for some reason, think this is cruel to confine a pet in the crate. And the answer is you need to speak dog. You don't speak human. And sure, to lock up our children in one hour is different from locking up a dog. First of all, dogs are denning animals, so they like to have a place to sleep. They're pack animals, so they like to be told what to do, and so they understand the rules. And this is the big reason why um, dogs are turned in for behavioral problems, because human patients uh, are human, the owners uh, fail to teach the dog the rules. Uh, oftentimes, crates, when, even when you're left, you leave them open, the dogs will go in there and they'll sleep. It's their spot. I've seen and especially if you have a bunch of young kids. You know, the dog needs a place to get away from the kids as well. So the crate is good for that. And the point is, is the dog will not defecate and urinate where it sleeps. Now, this is an important part about the size of the crate. So you have a crate the size for a horse, the dog will pee in one corner and yeah. sleep in another corner. So the crate literally needs to be big enough for the dog to stand up, stretch out, turn around, and that's about it. And typically, we don't put a blanket or something in there because they'll pee on the blanket and then push that up into a corner. But many people think that this is cruel, and uh, then they always have a complaint about, gee, I can't housebreak the dog. Are you, Dr. Mark Newkirk, I feel like I'm interrogating you in a court of law, you're under oath. Are you a fan or a foe of the so-called pee pads? Um, depends, honestly, on the lifestyle. So if you've got, let's say, a little Yorkshire Terrier and you're going to live in an apartment and you want to train the dog to pee pads, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but it's a good question because the next thing people will do is they have pee pads in the house and then they wonder why the dog doesn't pee outside and it comes in the house and goes on the pee pad. And the reason is that's what you taught the dog to do. Yeah, Dogs don't reason they learn, and if you teach them to the pee pad, then you got to reteach them to the outside. So uh, I'm not. If you, my the answer to that is, what do you want when the dog is an adult? And if you want the dog peeing on the pad because you're in the 14th floor apartment, fine. If you want him peeing outside, then do not start the pee pad. There you go. Now I know you don't speak canine, but you are, you know, Doctor Mark Newkirk. So I feel safe a- asking you this question. We have talked a lot on this program since the pandemic, how children were hurt bad with the social emotional elements and all of the things that COVID-19 did with locking people down and they weren't having the proper contact with their friends and so on and so forth. So we don't speak dog. So we don't know for sure. But I want to ask you the question, how, like George is going to have a question for you later in, in the program. He and his wife have two beautiful dogs. So they have company. The dog has a buddy. But if you have one dog, how important is it, do you think, because we can't ask them, hey, you want friends? You know, you'd rather be with the, the dogs at the Egg Harbor Township, you know, the EHT dog park, uh, or, or do you want to just be by yourself? I would imagine 
dogs, I see them light up. They they have a good time when they're with other dogs. We we have evidence that that's a, a, a truth, right? Yeah, this is true. Dogs, again, they're pack animals, and so they like to have buddies. They like to have friends. They want to run and jump and play. Uh, remember, this animal has way more energy than you do, so it's ready to play for hours, and you and I are bored or tired after a short time. So this is a great place, too, for the dog park. So uh, they go and they make friends with the dog park. They do truly recognize a particular animal. And, uh, yeah, it's an important part, I think. We've been doing this for almost 20 years together. So I, 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 it's hard to, to say that I know I'm going to ask you something right now that I've never asked you before, ever. What is the best kind of contact that a human can have with a dog? Well, the number one thing, I would say it's two things. Uh, eye contact is important because here again, you need to speak like dog. But even in humans, if you're trying to get a sincere point across, you look in the eyes. And then it's tone of voice because you should be able to control the dog if it's well-trained by tone of voice. Your voice is calm. The dog knows it's okay. Your voice is stern. The dog knows it better behave. Uh, your voice is afraid. The dog knows something's up. Uh, and then finally, you know, petting, of course, is, is always, uh, that touch is, is always really, really important. Again, they're pack animals. They sleep together. They touch when they're sleeping. There's a lot of play in the pack. Um, and interestingly, this brings up a great point, because in April I'm going to Africa to spend two weeks with a study group researching the wild dogs or the so-called painted dogs. And this is a classic. They are true dogs. They're not cats and they're not hyenas. They're true dogs. And this social behavior of the pack, which is also seen in wolves and is also seen in dog colonies, uh, is a fascinating behavior, how they raise the puppies, how they teach them to hunt. So uh, this is going to be a fantastic thing for me to observe this in the wild and and uh, um, hoping that this helps with the conservation of of the wild dogs and their territory uh, in, in Africa. I love that, Dr. Newkirk. Here's a question for you that we'll tease and we'll come back on the other side of the break. And then after that question, Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet has a question for Dr. Newkirk. It's Dr. Mark Newkirk, Newkirk Family Veterinarians. On the web at Newkirk, N-E-W-K-I-R-K, NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. They're located at 3085 English Creek Avenue in Egg Harbor Township. Complete pet care is available, and you can make an appointment by calling 609-645-2120. 609-645-2120. If I've inspired you to call, please take an extra second to say that Harry sent me. To Dr. Mark Newkirk and his team. Doc, here's my question for you, for you to answer when we come back. I know this to be true as a layperson. You tell me if it's um, placebo or if I am right when I say this, or if it's just something I think is true and you would, you would counter it with your immense professional expertise as an expert. I think that the dogs know when something's wrong with you. Um, we know that dogs go into hospitals and provide amazing comfort where there's actually medical documentation now at how that type of therapy is is extremely um, 
effective and and I think accurate to say well documented. But just when you're at home, maybe you come home and you got fired or somebody died or somebody – you just have some kind of you know heartfelt sh- strife. I think that your dog knows it and they come and they comfort you. I want to talk about all of that when we come back with Dr. Newkirk and Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio. because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, I feel like a traffic cop. We got backup here. We got backup. I got to work through backup traffic. Callers are standing by. Tippett's question. My question's on the floor. Doc, address the question that's on the floor relative to a dog, for example, can tell if something is not right, if you are upset. They know it, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And this is mostly our body language. And like we mentioned before, our tone of voice, you know, you may come in, uh, something terrible has happened. Your body language is obviously different from when you come home every day or when you come home happy. Your voice uh, tone is obviously different. You may say hello to the dog, but it's not that Mm. enthusiastic, hey, boy, let's go play kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, they absolutely do know and um, their behavior will change as well. They're going to mimic us as the pack leader, and they're probably going to be, instead of jumping up and down to play ball, uh, they're going to become subdued. They're going to stay with you. Uh, and this common and that oftentimes happens when you're sick. The dog changes the behavior. The dog lays with you. It doesn't expect that it's going to go out and get the ball. Uh, they're just amazingly sensitive creatures. I love it. Now to the second part of my comment before the break or question to you before the break. Uh, I, I think it's beyond dispute. It's it's well established. The therapy dogs in hospitals, it's quite amazing, isn't it? Uh, it's huge. And here again is the um, uh, this sort of unseen communication, um, the sensitivity of the animal. Uh, the, um, let's say the low expectation by the human, you know, I don't have to sit there and tell another person how I feel. Uh, I can just be with this dog and the dog is happy to see me. The dog's not depressed because they know I'm very sick or, um, you know, I have dementia. I don't even know the humans, but I know what a dog is. And I remember those feelings about a dog. And it's well documented, the whole thing with cats, uh, I'm sorry, with children, uh, dogs, and maybe they haven't talked to the human in months, and they'll talk to the dog. And uh, there's just so many things. Dogs, their noses are so uh, sensitive, they can pick up changes in our breath, which can help them tune into a, a diabetic that's going into crisis. Our breath changes if we have a pneumonia. Our breath changes if we have cancer. 
and animals can pick this up long before any blood tests. It's just amazing what they can be trained to do. I love it. Let's go to your calls for Dr. Newkirk. You are on the air. Go right ahead. Your question for Dr. Mark Newkirk. Hey, Happy New Year, Harry. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Dr. Newkirk, I want to know if you, if you think I'm overreacting. Because in the summertime, when I see people on the island jogging with their dogs in 90-degree weather on the asphalt, it just really drives me crazy. And I can't help Harry those people. Yeah. Sometimes I can't keep my mouth shut, and I'll actually say something to them about the dog. I was just going to say, Sandy, I, I knew you about one word into your comments here. Sandy knew me before I knew me. That's how far back we go. Uh, mm. Dr. Newkirk? Yeah, I think is, is what is the conditioning of the dog, number one, if it's been running every day uh, versus, you know, the weekend warrior. Uh, that's number one. Number two... Uh, hopefully this person has brought plenty of water. It knows to give the dog plenty of rest. And hopefully this person shortens the the run. If it's normally a mile, maybe we'll do a half a mile. Remember, dogs do love to exercise, and it's important. It's Here again, it's not, 90% of heat stroke problems uh, or, or issues like that are, are the human's fault, not the dog. So the 90-degree or wherever hot the asphalt is, that, that, that's not a problem for the dog's paws? Well, it can be. Here again, is has the dog been conditioned to run a lot and the paws get tougher? And then number two, is the owner taking breaks periodically to wipe down the dog's paws, let it get on the grass, that kind of thing. So if I have an intelligent owner... Uh, which sometimes I think is an oxymoron or just moron. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I don't object to it as long as it's done properly. Okay. Well, thank you. And I look forward to your writings with Harry. Oh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Sandy. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, Sandy. Uh, Harry, keep up the good work. Thank Harry, you. You make better proud, buddy, every day. Thank you, Commissioner. Be well, my friend. That's an honor, honor to take Sandy's call. George, you had a follow-up, I think. Yes, well. But then it got addressed. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing with the asphalt. The dog shouldn't be on that asphalt too much more. Like, I, when I walk my dogs, you see them go on the asphalt for like a minute or two, and then boom, right away to the grass. They're, they're, they're smart enough to know that it hurts their feet. But, so you, uh, you and the lovely Mrs. Tibbet, you have two dogs. Yes. And I know them, and I know them through a lot of photos that you proudly display. Uh what is your comment or question to Dr. Newkirk? Well, good morning, Doc. I just want to let you know you're talking to a foster fail, a foster failure. <laughs> foster um, failure. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, the yeah. planes come in. I see 50 dogs on the plane. I sit there. I got to get nosy. And um, Well, you're a foster failure because you were fostering. I, and I ended up and keeping you kept them, them. Yes. So you're a foster success. Right. But, um, right. Yeah, I have Dogo Argentino and a, and a mixed dog. And uh, my, my Dogo you know, is a hundred pounds in one year, but still thinks it's a chihuahua jumping on us the same way. But, um, I wanted to ask you about, I've been really studying the, the, the raw food diet and your opinion on it. Like we feed it the bu- blue Buffalo dry dog food, but you read so much on how bad these dry dog foods are. And, you know, I just wanted a professional's opinion on the raw food diet or a cook diet for them versus the, uh, dry dog food diet. Do you have an opinion? 
Um, yeah, I, I love raw food diets. Uh, I think they're wonderful as close. So just think of it as, as close to nature as we can get. So, you know, the wolf kills a rabbit. It doesn't sit there and cook it. It doesn't just eat the meat. You know, it eats the entire animal. Now, the problem with raw food diets is it's very difficult to make it home. But there are companies that make these to be completely balanced, and that's the most important thing. Because in a raw diet, dogs will have a tendency to pick out what they want, and they're not necessarily then eating what they need. But we've seen many dogs with uh, allergy, skin problems clear up, diarrhea problems cleared up. Now, there are exceptions. Like you don't want to put a dog who's on chemotherapy or is on a high dose of prednisone so their immune system is suppressed. I would caution those against being on a raw food diet, perhaps a cooked diet for them. But the closer you get to nature, the better we are. And there are companies out there that make it. It shows up on your door. It has the supplements in it. Uh, love raw food diets. Uh, I see my animals get so much better. Uh, just many, many times, as I said, even allergies just go away because you're you're getting a purified food for them. So, so would it be your recommendation if you did it at home? Like, like me and my wife have a debate on the chicken. So I end up cooking it for them, um, um, just putting it in the blender with the cranberries, the carrots, and the chicken and stuff like that. It's fine just to right out of the box, rinse it off, put it in a ninja blender, and mix it up and feed it to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, remember, you know, how many dogs do you see out on the street eating out of dumpsters and yeah. things? Uh, it's all <laughs> raw, raw and spoiled food. Uh, their <clears throat> digestive tract is way different from ours. It just doesn't support E. coli, salmonella, again, unless they're on some sort of immunosuppressive. So uh, it is another way to do it. You go with a base, what I'll call a, a holistic-based dog food. Now, Blue Buffalo is a good one. Wellness is another. And then you add raw foods to it. So you could add the raw chicken. You could add the raw broccoli. You could add the raw vegetables. Um, so bacon, uh, yeah, chicken, beef, turkey, lamb are all really good ones. I will tend to cook fish because of sometimes parasites in there and sometimes heavy metals. Um, and pork would tend to cook because there can be parasites in there that the dogs can pick up. But otherwise, so chicken, beef, turkey, lamb um, are all good. Raw eggs uh, with the shell, that's nature's calcium. Uh, raw egg protein is wonderful for them. Uh, so just uh, you just need to introduce that slowly. Because if you go from a process to a raw diet, you will get diarrhea. And that's not E. coli. That's just you change the food too fast. Can I, I want to just ask a follow-up, and I know that George has another question for you, Dr. Newkirk. I, just because I've been doing this show with Dr. Newkirk for so long, in my head, they're carnivores. They don't even chew. They just swallow. Why do you have to blend everything? I just from research, um, and I do a lot of research on it, so okay. it makes it better. But, but, it's, but it yeah. sounds like Dr. Newkirk agrees. Yeah. Well, I, I do like to blend it because, again, again, they pick out everything that they like and they leave yeah. the other stuff. There you go. Yeah. I'm glad I, I'm glad yeah. I asked. George, what else? Here's a question that I know really affects everybody out there. We have a problem with Canadian geese. Oh. And when we let our dogs run in parks and stuff, <laughs> the, the, the goose poop. 
It's everywhere. Um, the dogs eat it. It's sad, but they, you know, it's yeah. nature. They do it. Is it anything to worry about? I get petrified because when I look it up, the amount of salmonella possibly in a Canadian uh, goose poop. Um, it, but the, no matter what I do, they they get away from me and they run. And they eat it, and I always worry about it. Is that is it something to worry about? Because I know this faces everybody out there that takes their dogs out. Yeah, goose poop and rabbit poop both are uh, kind of like caviar to these dogs. Um, and the answer to your question is probably, again, 99% of the time they're fine unless, again, they're immunosuppressed. Uh, the dog's digestive system um, kills the salmonella. Uh, the intestinal tract is very short. It doesn't support salmonella and E. coli. So uh, with a rare exception, uh, so the only thing I would suggest alternatively is if you have young children or if you have older people who may be on chemotherapy or something not that old people are going to be cleaning up poop uh, but periodically just have the dog screened because um, it, it, it's because the young kids if they're crawling in the yard I mean they could pick up the goose poop stuff just as easy of course we're trying to control them much better but unless there's a case of immunosuppression or very young children I wouldn't be worried and my last final one that I think really affects a lot of people, you brought up the Cajun, and um, I wasn't a big fan of it, but you were a thousand percent correct. My wife was correct on the Cajun. Notice Doc calls it crate, not crate, cage. Crating, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm a big – I just want your opinion on everything that I research. And um, everything that I research, anywhere from six to seven, eight hours, uh, it starts getting dangerous psychologically for a dog. And um, what's your opinion on that and – you know, if you have to keep a dog in a crate more than eight hours, you should really think hard on whether you can really have a dog because, you know, everything I've researched says it starts to mess with them psychologically uh, between six and eight hours. Is that correct in your opinion? Um, no, I would disagree. I would modify that. Is Maybe leave the radio on, maybe leave the television on so there's some noise in the house. Um, and uh, I like the fact if we have... And when you're putting the dog in the crate, I like these Kong toys, like King Kong, yeah, Kong. Absolutely. <clears throat> because it occupies the dog um, for the first 10, 15, 20 minutes. If it gets bored later, it can pick that up and chew on it again. Uh, you can put, as you probably know, peanut butter, or you can put doggy treats inside. So, um, so I would not say it's a psychological problem. No. Uh, if you have a younger puppy, it's not going to last eight or nine hours probably without having to urinate. Uh, but an older dog, you know, 90% of the time they're sleeping when we're, ho we're not home. Dr. Newkirk, closing comment for today, and it's been a lot of fun. Very informational. Uh, yeah. Thank you. He's the best. Yes. You're welcome. Um, so just to clarify uh, uh, my personal situation, I was supposed to be uh, in Ecuador uh, since until after Thanksgiving and until the spring. And uh, I, I am back. There are rumors that I'm back, and I am, but I am because of a, a bit of a medical condition I have to take care of, which hopefully everything will be fine. So. Uh, while I'm back in country, I'm not really back in the office. I, I come in a couple hours a day just to help out. Or I'm sorry, a couple hours a week, actually, just to um, help out and pick up on some uh, lingering cases I had when I left. So I, I'm back in the country, but I'm not really back in the office. And I, I know there's a little confusion. The rumor's out that I'm back, which is true. Uh, and I should be here probably till mid-February or so. 
And uh, it has to do with my chronic back. Many people know I have a very bad back. And so we're trying to do something else for that, which I hope is successful. Uh, but anyway, uh, just to clear up any clarification, uh, so I'm not really available to see tons of patients. Uh, and so I appreciate your understanding with that. But yet your team and as is. I mentioned before, um, in April, uh, it's Africa with the wild dogs. And uh, I'm also spending two weeks with rhinoceros. So uh, it should be fantastic April for me. It's amazing, Doc. Newkirk Family Veterinarian, 609-645-2120. Until next time, Doc, have a great day. Happy New Year. Take care now. You too, my friend. It's 38 minutes past the hour. That was a lot of fun. Uh, We'll be back. Council President George Tibbet and I co-host the uh, closing minutes of the program. We have until six minutes past the top of the hour. With George, I am... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. You know what, George and I, we were just talking about something. I just said, I just dictated a friend... Uh, dictated a message to a friend that would have taken me much longer to I've been dictating letters and things like that since I was in my early 20s. So I'm good at that. Some people have to write to be able to write. I can dictate as well as I can write. And it saves you so much time. And I said, George, I love to dictate because he he watched me uh, dictate the memo or the, the message. And he says, yeah, but you got to look at it though, because, and it's true. Uh, and I have since the newest iOS iPhone update, the dictation is a little bit wonky. It's a little like, I, I don't know if we have to re if it has to relearn you again, how you pronounce certain things, but yeah, you can, you can wind up George with Totally different words and then than what you meant. Showing your text message, yeah. look what he wrote to yeah. me. You know, yeah, that's happened to me a couple of times where a different word went out. Thank God it wasn't nothing bad. Yeah, but it changed the whole content of uh, your intent. Yeah, so um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. You, no, you know what I love to do? People think oh, George Tibbetts coming on, so we're going to talk politics, we're going to talk government, we're going to talk old. Atlantic City. But it's oh, I love doing interviews that are about different things. With somebody that people are, I mean, you're extremely well known, and the, to, but here they heard you talking about crating and your dogs and and even goose, geese poop, whatever it's called. Incidentally, I'm, I'm no stranger to that. Holy Spirit High School, if you've ever been there, mm-hmm. that entire football field area, the track area, the geese love it on that yeah. field, and invariably it gets onto the track as well on the all weather track. It's they're unbelievable the amount of poop that, that they generate. That they do, yeah. Oh yeah, without a doubt. That's why I love with my dogs. I just get them, get them, get them. Yeah. You know, chase them off the field all together. And you know, if you do it every day, and they know the dogs are Go coming, away. they'll pick another field. Well, that's 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 handy. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. Let me look at something real quick. I have to follow up with somebody on something. Confirmed. But he he addressed a lot of things today that the everyday dog parent wasn't that deals great with, yeah. content all yeah. the way around. Now, George, I said something that I don't know if you agree with. Um, I think Doctor Newkirk agreed with me. I believe that dogs have the capacity to genuinely, unconditionally, beautifully love an entire family. 
but it has always been my belief. I don't know that I can prove this. I'm, I'm going to look it up to see if there's any evidence to what I'm about to say. But dogs love one person the most. Oh my God, are you trying to I'm not cause trying a to, problem? I'm in not my trying house? to cause a problem with Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Tibbet. But nah. what I'm saying is, I think I'm right on that point. I I I'm, I can't. They I can't love, go with that because right. during the day they don't leave my side. And at home, at nighttime, when she comes home, the big one lays right behind that cushion, puts his head on her Remember shoulder. Remember, though, this is not move. mutually yeah. exclusive. They can, they love unconditionally yep. and beautifully the, the, I, I a, think a husband, a wife, would, uh, and children. But I believe that a dog loves one person the most. Oh, my God. Me and her will have I'm a not fight to... today on who loves who with the dogs, you know. But, no, um, she's more of a disciplinarian than I am, and I'm more... You know, the goofy kid in the house with the dog playing with them all the time. But I tell you, at nighttime, like, um, my big dogo, he's a hundred something pounds and they have a reputation for being extremely, um, they could be extremely aggressive dogs. And ours is the most lovable, but, and he was that way until about a year old. And then one night when she's outside putting something in the window, uh, uh, in the, helped me with something in the window, and she got there before me, I thought he was going through the wall. And then you see the protective side come out of him. There you go. And it's like um, if I have him out on the field and stuff, he'll play with other dogs, the most lovable people, everything. Let somebody come to the front door in front of the house. You think he's going to rip the chain and everything out because um, protective, had, extremely protective. My little one's worse. Yeah, at the house, but you take. Well, some- I have an, I have a theory, and and a lot of people agree with me on this one too. Little dogs boss big dogs around. Absolutely, positively and I, true. I, I, I'm 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 like hypnotized by it. I can't believe no, it. When we run it, I take him out in the field, and the, the he's huge compared to the little one, and they run the little ones like the little kid in the football field that no one could ever touch in flag football with all the moves on him. Ru- the big Rudy from trying, Notre Dame. Yeah, he's trying to catch him and everything, but when they start running full speed, the little dog will turn him like a, like cattle or something, and I find it amazing how he'll run that big dog any way, anywhere he wants him to run. It's It's, you know... It really brings a lot of joy in life when uh, things are tough and in the real world uh, issues and you have dogs to fall back on. At best, they are extremely good therapy, therapeutic uh, animals. We're supposed to go to break, but I have a float of the six minutes with Kilmead. So yeah. um, we'll take a call and then we'll go to break. Yeah. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning, guys. This is Bill Southley calling. How are you doing? We're doing Happy well, New Bill. Year. Happy New Year. Good morning. <laughs> I just want to tell you, I still love you, Harry. Thank uh-huh. you. And I wish you know that forever. Uh, appreciate that. I also wanted to just ask this, ask this certificate question, talking about dogs and love. Yeah, I, I will say this. There's one thing about these dogs in Scripture. They're, they're always helpful. They're the only ones that minister to the guy who's dying on the front porch of a rich man. And they come and lick his wounds, you know, and they help him. It was, it's a beautiful image of of love. Well, Bill, how many times have you seen a soldier that's buried and the dog will sleep at the grave of the soldier? The dog knows that his master is right there. Uh, it's amazing. Their, their love is unconditional. Absolutely. It's, it's the best picture of unconditional yeah. love you can yeah. ever see. Unconditional and never-ending. Yes, absolutely. I also want to ask Mr. Tibbet, have you guys ever thought about taking welfare back and have it put it under your care. I think it gives the state to give you control of something so you can help people. 
Well, people we, always think that the city is negligent, but it's not the city that's negligent. It's the county that's negligent when they things don't go right when it comes to the poor people. So if you had a set of these two stuff, you ever think about it? That's all I want to say. Okay. Uh, no, um, we haven't really had this is the first complaint I heard about welfare. It's always terrible when, uh, well, it's not terrible. Thank God that we have it, but it's always unfortunate when someone has to go there for assistance. But, um, you know, my. What, what was the reason for people that forget that the city gave up the local, I'll call it social services, not welfare, social services to Atlantic County? And well, honestly, Bill, I thought that the county does a good job with it it's more of a shared service so uh, it's you know you got you walk uh you walk 100 feet over yeah and you have the same service yeah that's a perfect example of a good shared service and i haven't heard any real complaints about it i think the problem is is well, and, go ahead well i was going to say it's, it's not it, there's no complaints because you, you have nobody to complain to there's nobody to take the issues with Unless you go to the administrative law judge and then they go where you get the benefit or you don't get the benefit. or Then they say pass it up to the state and the state takes over sometimes. And, but I tell you, there's no really, but it's very difficult for people to to complain about things. They just go over and see, watch how it works. You know, it could be better. I just thought the city always gets blamed not helping people, but you really don't have an arm to do much to people. I'm going to I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you. I think the problem is is that the city and the county together in Atlantic City with all the social services that go on, I've always said that we have such good social services that it's terrible to say but we are so good at what we offer that it becomes a negative because we get people that send people in need yeah. from all over the place to where it becomes too much for one small area yeah. and, and to give proper care to so many from such a widespread area. People are traveling here and being sent here because we do provide yeah. excellent services for those that are down on their luck. And as you know, Bill, as president and chief executive officer of the Atlantic City Rescue Mission for many, many years, yeah. intimately, personally, you know, professionally, very well knows that we watched where people would they would have ads yeah, and yeah. they would send people one way bus tickets to Atlantic City. Yep. I mean because the social services yeah. were so good here. Well, I don't know, see, I don't know it's so good. The reality is, they should be better. You should be able to. You should be able to take care of every need and move everybody out of the city that, that's that's not from the city. If you want to be able to have that kind of control, you need to have the social services do those kind of things. Right now, everybody comes into the city only because the welfare system is there in the county building. If you, you could actually locate it on the outskirts of the city, you could put it anywhere you want. In the, in, 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 you could well, there's always been a lot of discussion, and you also know, like, for example, the Atlantic City Rescue Mission, which I have nothing but respect for, should not be right next to the Atlantic City Convention Center. The geography is, is not not what it should be at all. Um, Bill, I've got to get the last break, and I actually am I'm going a little bit late. Uh, you're welcome anytime. I, I thought the conversation was really, really good. Happy New Year, and let's talk again soon. When we come back, we'll go to your call. Don't go away with Council President of Atlantic City, George Tibbet. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app.
healthy life. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. Consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Philadelphia area attorneys. Offices in Philadelphia, Radnor, and Allentown, Pennsylvania, and Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Michelle Ferrari, licensed in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Online at CordellCordell.com. Oh, won't you stick with me, baby? I'm going to make a lot of bread. I mean both money and actual bread. But right now I need because my delivery truck's dead and by dough I mean money trucks don't run on bread Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with personalized discounts that save you money, Progressive Commercial keeps you humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I need more dough. Need with an N. I need more dough. Need, need with, with a K. K. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for a great morning. This has been such a... Um, a fun program, and I believe also very informative from really a lot of different uh, perspectives, from Dr. Newkirk's input to everything we talked about for a good portion of the program today with Atlantic City Council President George Tibbet, who stays with us here. Let's take one more call, then I want to have a closing segment with George. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Good morning. No matters. They call him Mr. Oh, Tibbs. So All down in Mississippi. Sydney Portier, the heat of the night. I always like to call Council President Heat of the Night. And I want to say I've known him ever since he's been back in the day in Sykes, roofing. And he always was a gentleman. He never shown no partisan. And he definitely didn't show any type of malice. That's the proudest element I want to say to this Council President. And, uh, and uh, I want to speak on the health and human services and uh i've uh i think i mentioned to you a number of times when i had her early mayor in the morning <laughs> that in 1965 uh attorney general griffin bell and president carter now both of them from georgia in two weeks i integrated selma hospital it was on the outskirts of selma they built a new hospital no one knew about it i knew about it because i worked for the mayor uh, Smitherman and Jackson, attorney Jackson, uh, attorney and Smitherman. He was, he was crooked. He was, he drank whiskey and booze. He went with S- women. Smitherman. It sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Peterman, Smitherman. Go ahead. Yeah. And I'm just saying is this go back to then there, the health and human services. And, um, I've uh, mentioned this at times. So I want to say, here's what happened in Atlantic County. Um, I've just had our hot and heavy Dennis Levinson offices because um, uh, there was some temporary delay in Social Security. They said he was paying some back bills. Some things got messed up, and I had problems with them. They said they had so many appointments, and I'm pointing out I've never received these services ever since, since I've been here, and you don't have anything for emergent heart patients, um, and uh, these workers are messing this up. Uh, and there are some messy situations there. You can't get anyone on the phone. And uh, we need a public uh, people that are participating to grade these uh, people. But overall, okay, but you still got messy people in there, the workers. And um, 
I was telling about Helen Walsh. I know her thirty some years. She was a great administrator. Good, good, good executive. Great person. When I say executive, um, I mean as county administrator. Uh, Willie, I've got to jump only because we only have about six minutes left with the council president, and I want to add something I didn't get to share. And if you missed it, please, when we upload today's episode, please download uh, today's program from the app. Just go to podcast uh, because there was a really great hour with Council President Tibbet today. He's been here extensively uh, where we talked about pros and cons in Atlantic City. So, Willie, we'll talk again. I got to jump for now. Here were some additional pros and cons that we just ran out of time and couldn't get to. The annex on the Board of Education, absolutely true. Their frivolous hiring in general and the way that they hired the superintendent by literally ending a nationwide search that I think they had paid over $100,000 for and just threw that in the garbage can to hire the mayor's wife. Uh, what could go wrong there? They're spending in general. Uh, here's some additional Cons, The boathouse, which I did talk about, uh, losing Stockton to Brigantine, which I did talk about, low grades, which we did not talk about, violence, which we did talk about. And here are a couple of additional pros. The seawall dredging, long time coming, finishing the boardwalk, ditto, and the Jimmy Johnson uh, quest for the ring fishing tournament, which is iconic, epic, and outstanding. That was that was a huge, quiet event. Oh, Michael and, Jordan was in town. You see his yeah. plane at the airport. And, and over at like Stephen Jimmy Cookies, Johnson. you see these people yeah. everywhere. And when you say quiet, though, really tremendous in terms of economic spend. Yeah, yeah. It was a great event. I, I, absolutely. That, that is so quiet we forgot about yeah. it. But it was one of the biggest, um, most – you got the most economic impact. That was a very huge economic impact from that event for, to the entire city, to Ventnor, Margate, and Longport as well. They got a lot of business from that. What's missing right now from a governmental standpoint in Atlantic City that could be fixed, but it hasn't been fixed? Hmm. I think more more from the actual governor's office, more being down here. Um, digging into our spending on what we're actually spending stuff on. Um, and um, Are you surprised how much the state is going along with? I mean, for example, like hiring Barry Caldwell when the board, and I know you, you if, if people missed it, George said, look, I, I never had a problem with Barry Caldwell. I have no problem. I don't have a problem with Barry Caldwell. Uh, but the board voted not to hire him. And I even wrote in my story in next meeting, just have your people be there. You were one vote short and, and that you'll be able to hire them. But you just can't hire them tonight. I thought the state jumping in there was absolutely the wrong thing to do. Um, outsider looking in as just a taxpayer, I thought the state should have just stayed out of it. Let it play out. Let it play out. The next meeting, he gets the votes. I mean, it only lost because Because that really makes it look like the state is in cahoots with the smalls and that there is no oversight and they're getting everything they want. Now, see, here's my my story. Governor Murphy gave Lieutenant Governor Oliver the Atlantic City as part of her portfolio. So he lets her and her team do that. I don't Mm -hmm. fault him. You know, that's kind of a good management style in a sense. 
of being an executive, being the governor, that if you give somebody this res- – like Kamala Harris is supposed to be the border czar. She's mm-hmm. fail- failing terribly, but the president gave it to her. She just has never been there to do anything about it. I, I, I see the problem that Small and Oliver have too close a relationship that no matter what they do, they they get covered by the state. I don't know – if that's I, I I just don't know if oh, all right well I know if, what it appears if it's not that yeah, it, no, then no 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 the state is approving everything I, I'm just saying I I don't have firsthand knowledge Can you, on that well, how about but this? I know what it well, appears you, like yeah how about this Can you name either a hire or a spend where the state said you can't do that No I can't right now Now you know in past years. You would have a litany of things. Mm-hmm. You can't hire this person. You can't do that. They were always knocking things down. Mm-hmm. Not now. Well, Harry, in closing, let's, um, I just want to say thank you to everybody for my opportunity as council president. I'm still on council, still going to do my job. But I just want to remind people, um, especially like some of the things that I've experienced this year, uh, although it wasn't my actual mom and dad, but my wife's my father-in-law and mother-in-law both passed away unexpectedly and was no long-term thing. Um, it kind of makes you look at things a little differently, especially in the last six months, losing them. As we grow up, we're the kid. Well, we're kids. You have your mom, your mom and your dad and your grandparents. Then we graduate to where we're the mom and then you have kids. Now we become the grandparents. So as you lose people, and you no longer have parents or grandparents alive. As you lose people, Harry, you now become that role. And being past 50, 54 years old, you know, life's getting less and less left. And you want to spend as much time as you can with your children. You want to mold your children, help with your grandchildren and stuff where all this stuff means nothing. Because at some point, there's going to be no more tomorrows. And you don't want to have to sit there and say, you know, I wish I would have did more with my kid. I wish I would have helped uh, my grandkids and molded them better. And, you know, that's why I, I, I really value every minute of my life, especially experiencing these past unfortunate, unexpected deaths in my life. It opens your eyes to to you know life flies by and and before you know it my kid's 18 he just turned 18 my youngest and he was a baby when i started this and um you know i gotta make sure i'm there for him to help mold him as a man to make sure when he has children that he takes care of his children and doesn't you know you know you gotta mold them into men and women and um i just my advice to everybody is is none of this stuff is worth it if you're not there for your children and making a difference on when you leave this place that you helped to leave behind, not just your financial, but you left behind wisdom and that you taught those children how to be good parents because someday they become parents, grandparents, and the life circle just goes on and it's over. And you'll for, never – It's over forever. George, There's you'll, no second chance. you'll never regret the time you yeah. spent yeah. with your kids Absolutely. or your spouse. You'll so. only regret – Anytime so I didn't. look at not being council bless, council president as a blessing to spend more time. I can't tell you how many times I was out and get a phone call. Next thing you know, you're in a bad mood because something happened. So it's everything has its pros and its cons. I was very fortunate to experience that. You had a great run. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. had a, I had a good time. Three terms. Um, had a really good time doing it. Um, you know, good and bad. Um, but it's time to let somebody else have the job. Good luck tonight at 5. It should be very interesting. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to come down to one vote one way or the other. 
And the next president of city council will either be Aaron Sporty Randolph, which is kind of ironic because he only gets like a couple hundred votes, right? That's really weird to have that level of responsibility when you could, I mean, that's that's not a lot of support. Or councilman at large, Bruce Weeks, one or the other, by probably one vote, unless it's self-evident and people do it and make